2: hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of the five star joshi show here on the fight game media network i am your host as always scott edwards and with me today is my good friend dylan murray of the stardom quest podcast dylan how are you
1: i'm good i'm tired uh yeah i i i got one hour on you I, I watched 11 straight hours of wrestling you watched 10 uh we're both psychotic
2: helps to uh, fast forward through a lot of AEW and not watch it live. the
1: issue is is that like that was a good show last night rare 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 like great dynamite but that was a, was a really good dynamite outside of, like the first 10 minutes it was a great dynamite. yeah um yeah but yeah so a lot of wrestling watching a lot of joshi watching Uh, new japan watching i'm i'm wearing my los ingos shirt i don't have a camera but i I am wearing my my los ingobernables de japan shirt uh because that's that's the reason for the season over here but um, Mm. i'm excited to talk about all the all the joshi stuff that happened last night because there was a lot and before that even this past week
2: (laughs) yeah we got a lot to talk about there was a lot of shows as part of this year and um extravaganza slash start of the year extravaganza it's hard to ever like say it because for me all of it's really ending the year because of wrestle kingdom um wrestle kingdom is the end of new japan's year obviously but it's the beginning of the wrestling year in many ways uh but obviously stardom kicked off their year tjpw kicked off their year uh so we will get into that. Stardom's already run, two big shows, and they have a Cork and Hall show with a lot of implications coming up this weekend, which we'll go through. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit, and when I say a little bit, I mean we're just going to briefly go over uh, Seedling's big title match as well as Ice Ribbons because uh, both of those are kind of old news now. A lot has happened since then, so no offense to them, but we will briefly touch on that to start the show also later in the show since this this is the first show of 2024 i will be announcing the awards we had nearly 200 entries which is pretty insane because last year i think we had like 75 or something which i was pretty happy about uh but we're now at 193 which is pretty cool because i think for a lot of people it's hard to vote in complete joshi awards um unless you know, you're know you just like a stardom fan or TJPW fan. And based off of everything I've seen here, there's a lot of mixture, which I'm very excited for. Uh, so we'll go through those responses, and I will announce the winners of each award, and then I will wait until, of course, this podcast is out to announce them on social media in one way or another because everyone deserves their credit. And then we will end the show with my yearly predictions. Usually my goal is to remember them, and say, was I right or was I wrong? There's only one I remember, and I will tell you all later. There's one I remember, and I was wrong. That's why I remember it, because I still think it's stupid that it didn't happen, but it's fine, and I think Dylan will be in agreement with me when we get there, because it's has to related. Um, oh, I know what it is. I'm still upset about it, but I'm just going to redo it. I'm just going to redo it, Uh, but that should be a lot of fun. I like to see how wrong I am and how right I am in certain spots, and especially with all the movement in Joshi this year, I think it uh, should be a lot of fun. But let's get into it, shall we? We're three minutes in already. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Seedling ran their final show of the year, Quirk and Hall, featuring Sari versus Ayame Sasamura. And uh, surprise, surprise, Sari had a great match. Who would have thought? I know, I know, shocking, I'd argue. And when I say shocking, I mean not 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 even remotely. Um, I just think that ultimately they or Seedling had a really good year, I think. Like I think they had for, for a company that runs once a month, they had a very good year. Um, almost all their shows are like worth watching in full, which I can't say about every promotion. In the world, and I think um, they're setting themselves up for an interesting year. Obviously, Noriko Kaiju is going to hurt a lot, but with this match and the Arisa Nakajima Dash Isako versus Matsumoto, and my brain is not helping me here. Uh wait, what what it, what match were you just talking about? Oh Rio Musa okay. There's a Tag match yeah. for
1: that show. Uh, I didn't but, hear which name you didn't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Between those two matches, I thought um they definitely hit their mark in terms of making this another watchable show. Uh Sari's match with Yami Sasamura, I don't think it was like her best match of the year. She had some great ones, but it was really good. Uh it reminded me a lot of the Rico Kaiju match from earlier in the yes, year. The- I agree which I really liked. So if you're into that, if you're into Surrey beating some people up, which I think everyone should be truthfully, uh, that is the match to go see. Uh, but the big news out of Seedling actually is they announced their tournament to crown new tag team champions today. I and I need to uh, translate this because Twitter has decided I can't, which is so Love cool. Love yeah. That. Having a great, time uh so it looks like it's going to be two blocks oh to decide it's over i believe three shows
1: yeah i don't think there there are are... any like tag leagues in joshi indies
2: yeah so it it says blocks right um but it's it's looking like to me it's still like single elimination love um but I'm trying. Uh, you you would think I was prepared, but I actually had no idea about this until like two seconds ago. Because uh, yeah, I
1: mean, this is news to me.
2: <laughs> oh, so yeah, it is rounds. Uh, so here are the matchups as followed. Um. Oh my god, I do not know what that translates to. That's that's awesome. Love that. Um. Okay, we have Sari and Arisa Nakajima. We have. Uh, why why does why does Deep L have to fail me today? We uh, Okay, so... <laughs> we have the two masked wrestlers in B-Block. Uh, La Padita and... and yes, we have Risa, Sarah, and Chichi. That's okay. Weird. Ayame Sasamura and Tsuki Aoki. Mm, I dig that. I dig that. Bleach Blonde. It will not be Venny and Makoto. Instead, it'll be Makoto and Nagisa Nozaki. I'd say that's the favorite for B-Block. Oh yeah,
1: that's because uh, on that show they like pretty much reinvigorated uh
2: Egoistas. Yes, it looks like they're uh getting so behind know. them big. That means who's the other member now with Venny?
1: Uh Yuzu, or Yuki Yukihi.
2: Maya. Oh, there we go. That's who she's teaming with then. That's yes. pretty sick. So we'll get her. So the first round matchups are okay, Misa Kagura and Hiroyo Matsumoto. And then Natsu Sumire and Miyuki Takase will face Sari and Arisa Jesus. Nakajima. That's rough. That's a rough tag. So uh, I can predict it pretty easily for you. Uh, Sari <laughs> well and Arisa Nakajima. And Veni and Miyuki, he will probably be their second round matchup, which I'm not going to complain about that. Um.
1: Yeah, so they're doing it in... So this is this is a single elimination still, even though they say blocks, right? Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, I'm not sure. But, yeah, for for the A block, it'll be venian and or it will be Sari and Arisa Nakajima. Uh, yeah. probably going out of the way. I, I can mm-hmm. see, and you won't really like this, but I could see maybe Sumire getting an upset over Veni and Yukihi to keep them out early.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, part just, of the story, but yeah, just to kind of. There, so I mean, who's getting pinned? Come on. That's true. That's
1: true. But but the the reason <laughs> I say that is that I think. Yeah. Sari, Arisa is such an easy go-over, and I don't know if they want sure. them going over Veni and Yukihi right now when they can kind of just like get upset by the clearly weaker team oh. of Sumire and, and Takase.
2: Um,
1: now, on the other say, side, yeah. Uh, s- similarly, I could see uh, uh, Egoistas.
2: Yeah, I think I think they're going to run through that side.
1: Um, I would love Aoki and, and Sasamura. Uh, they're two of the best workhorses on the Joshi Indies oh, crazy um, to like me. two of my favorite match. yeah they're two of my favorites just like you know favorite underrated wrestlers i would say um, but yeah it's looking like it's it's going to be either the uh, high speed sisters or um makoto and nozaki which I mean, this is a good tournament like when you actually look at like who's yeah. involved this is a solid tournament
2: um, absolutely i think it's something to get excited about uh with their upcoming shows for sure can um, I, I don't have, know. Who's yeah, Arroyo's tag partner? Because this is translating wrong. It's Misa uh Kagara of JTL. Okay, yeah. I, I thought yeah, so. It, J, just, yeah, yeah. It translated uh, terribly. Exactly. <laughs> Good, Trust me. I was like, it said JTL and it said Misa, so I was like, okay, well, that's one person. So that's that's the math there. But uh, that should be a lot of fun. I'm happy Seedling has a direction for the new year. I think we all know who's going to be The probable winners, but I'd like uh, Nagisa and Makoto. I will also say uh,
1: on that show, Uh, Haroyo beat Arisa Yep. So I feel like, and I didn't watch the post match, she might have challenged. I feel like that might be where they're heading with uh, Sari's next tile defense. And if it is, cook, man.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's crazy. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Um, obviously, you know you, you you would expect that, but there's so many good matchups for Sari in the new year that like really intrigue me. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, what they eventually do with her in this title. But it seems like she's going to be busy not defending the title for the first couple of months. So
1: <sighs> I think he's <sighs>
2: okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine yeah. unless she's double champion. Then we're then we're, we found the problem. Love um, it. Which is why I'm rooting for the Nozaki Makoto team because I think uh, I think Nozaki is kind of getting pushed anywhere she goes, which is nice to see uh, because she looked great since coming back. And obviously, Dylan knows that I was a little hard on her previously, but uh, sh- I am actually stunned by how good she is since coming back, just because of you know you when you, when you have your knee completely fixed like seven different times, uh, and your and your entire offense is kick based. I don't have much yeah. hope going in. Uh, Could be really been, bad. She's been killing it, so uh, I'm hopeful for that duo. Uh, high next.
1: point of that of that Noah match. Uh, that was yes, great. She was she was a high yeah.
2: point. Yeah, yeah. We you know uh, Rico Kawahata, Everyone is a great Sakura. If you somehow didn't figure that out, I think the look is awesome, and I think which I don't have hope in if they give her time. It will be okay, Uh, but we'll see. I don't – I'm not going to have much confidence in it lasting long just because um, it's Noah.
1: Yeah, you know, it is Noah. That is true. I I, I do kind of dig the look. It is funny, though, because I feel like her – for their entire careers – um, Rico and Sakamitani have kind of been like compared because they both yeah. dance. They both kind of have, you know, like the brown hair. They they have similar um, styles, and I think it's really funny that um, I immediately thought about um, the time that Saya misted someone, yep. misted Mina, and I was just like, "Man, Rico cannot escape, <laughs> cannot escape no. that comparison." Because I just immediately thought like oh, man, like, Sai would be great in this role. <laughs> and I, it's so mean, because Rico Kahata is tremendous, but it's, yeah. it's just
2: It's hard to compare to Sai Kamatani, to be fair. Yeah. It's a really unfair comparison for Rico Kahata. I've, I've been having this conversation with you recently because I was doing some watchbacks, and um, on my Stardom Historic show, we did the, like, tier list for the year. And we were going through each roster member. And when we got to Sia, I just sat there. We went through the year, and I was like, no one was touching her if she could have stayed healthy. Like, not even remotely touching 100%. her. 100%. Year, which is she was my crazy. Right, exactly. Um, And th- I think that says it all about, like, what she's been doing. And I think she's better now than she was at, like, maybe the story part that people were waiting on. I think she's always been great in-ring. Um, I don't know. The Aphrodite is not fair. That's that's kind of my basis for this is that they're better than everyone, and we just have to accept it. Um, what's next? Uh, Ribbon Mania did air live, which never happens. Um, and Ibuki Hoshi successfully defended against Kao Matsushita. We did not get any announcement of Sukasa Fujimoto, which is essentially why I wanted to bring this show up. Uh, because I was hoping, I was really hoping that. Her comeback would be announced, and we just aren't getting it. So, I'm starting to lose hope, folks. Even though she's wrestled in the past year, I'm starting to lose hope.
1: Yeah, it, I feel like that's like what, or not seedling. What Ice uh, iceman kind of needs to kind of get that? Because I feel like they're trying to get that vibe back. I feel like every wrestling company's kind of trying to get that vibe back. Uh, whatever their whatever their vibe is that they have lost, they're trying to get that back. Um, and I think she's like very pivotal to it and without yeah. her it, it is kind of a struggle even though they like uh, alex was talking about how it's like they changed like drastically their their business like two it weeks is. ago and nobody really talks about it um yeah. I, I don't know a bunch about uh, much about ice Ribbon, but uh was it mishiro who came back is that her uh yeah
2: yuki mishiro did to come back and that show which is a pleasant um return she's she has a lot of fans and uh her retirement last year was kind of a real hit to what was already a very, very small roster. And I think that
1: could be assumed that that was a management issue. Cause you know, mm-hmm. 10 seconds after the management has changed, she comes yep. back. Like there are things like that. And it's like, I don't know. I think they are trying to put, move steps in the right direction. And I think that uh, Fujimoto is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even just like part time, like I'm not expecting her to wrestle, you know, every single show, but even just wrestling, like, a handful of matches a year, wrestle on the, the bigger shows, you know, Cork and here and there. Like, I, I think that would be, that would work wonders for the company, honestly.
2: Yeah. I, um, I absolutely agree. And I, I, I hope they do that. Like, I hope she does come back. I don't know why she wouldn't because she's wrestled. Like, even on a part-time, like, do the Korkin basis. Like, that's where I'm at. Just do something big. You don't have to be champion. Uh, but I think she just brings a lot of interest into that promotion. But, like you said, Yuki Mishiro is back. Hopefully, that's a sign of good things to come for that company. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of good things that happen to companies, TJPW read, uh, ran their cork and Hall show Uh, absolute complete success obviously one of the big talking points heading in to uh january 4th outside of you know wrestle kingdom of course but in the joshi world is you know wondering would these two companies would these two companies be able to deliver in terms of attendance and TJPW announced a second tier sellout of 1235 at their show today which is very good it was a packed house loud crowd um and we'll get to stardom's number but spoiler joshi did great oh yeah on january 4th
1: yeah, I, I thought and i thought that both shows had uh, quality to them you know what i mean i mm-hmm. I think that they both had their misses obviously but I think that they were both very good shows with very hot crowds for the most part um yeah. I, I I say this very frequently uh and I've made jokes about it in the past but like tjPw i think an underrated part of their what makes them so great is their production uh and yeah. it's it's, in, it's a big part cyber fight is the Reason why it's such great production, but like I was watching it, and it, I was just like, This is just a beautiful show to watch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and that's no spec to start them, but it's like, It's that's one of the few places where TGPW just laps them a million times over. It's just like, It is such a beautiful show, it's a fiber
2: fight thing, most yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, but I think that's a, a big thing for it, and also because of that because of that production aspect of it mm-hmm. the crowds are always mic'd so beautifully as well so the atmosphere in a TJPW show um is a lot easier to kind of yes. swell up than than some stardom shows are just because yeah. of how it's mic'd and how it's presented it's it's that's one thing about the TJPW show that i loved was that it's just like it all felt so high energy at all times even even the matches that weren't as good it, it still felt high energy
2: yeah, I I absolutely agree. I, so, I tuned the show like a match or two late cuz I thought it started same at 9:30. I was I was incorrect. It started at 9 um because when I turned it on at 9:30 and the um Up Up Girls weren't singing, I was like, "Oh my god, I must have missed a lot."
1: Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I actually had them picture in picture uh Christian Cage group and uh, the Up Up Girls. It was crazy. It was, it was it was the most surreal uh 5 minutes of wrestling I've ever seen.
2: Pa- the patriarchy of TJPW versus the patriarchy of AW. Incredible, Insane. incredible. Uh, so the opening match was Mihiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamifuku and Toga defeating Jury and Nagano, Kaya Toribami, and Moka Miyamoto. I find that quite surprising, actually. Um, I feel like Jurya and Moka, I know Yuki's like a little bit more cared about, but than those two, but I feel like like carry you and toga since toga's a rookie i don't know i'm a little shocked by the result but uh honestly i don't have that much to say about it so it's fine
1: yeah i think i think GPW undercards are i i'm not into them except unless i am if that makes sense like there's t- key undercard wrestlers in tgw that i think are so
2: good that should but, not be on the undercard
1: yes but it, but but also they're like rookies like I, I i told you i'm a big uh himawari fan who was in yeah. the next match like again i'm not really particularly into tgpw undercards but they have key wrestlers that are super good mm-hmm. um, that i'm like super interested in but i still usually don't end up catching uh much of the undercard matches on these shows so Next up I, I haven't seen like uh yeah. Kamifuki in so long like i just i just i just missed you know what i mean i'm just like eh.
2: yeah you keep it that way that's what i try to do um unless she makes it to the semifinals of the Tokyo Princess Cup. That was wild. No choice. That was wild. Yeah. I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> harjuku and Raku and Ram Ramkaita defeat Haru Kazashiro, Himawari, and Runa Kubo. So the rookies fall there. Uh, this is when I finally tuned in, and, and it was a really good time to tune in because for an undercard match, M- Mizuki and Naokakuta is like, that was a world title match last year for them. Yep. Instead, this was eight minutes of 48 seconds, and this is really where the crowd was super into it. Uh, they had a, re- they just had like a really solid, fun match here. Which, that's all I'm looking for on the undercard of these shows. That's all I'm asking for. It was in and out, didn't waste anyone's time, did everything it was supposed to do. I think, um, it sucks for Kakuta obviously because yeah, right? that's the. Free Wi-Fi had to relinquish their belts, which was kind of the big news heading into the show. Uh, so she instead now is back in singles action and losing to Mizuki because Mizuki, of course, is now part of the pillars with Yukasaki Saki gone. Uh, we just slot her right in there. Um, but I thought it was a very solid match, and I think she, she looked very determined um, considering how big a match she was supposed to have and how big of a role she was supposed to have this year.
1: Yeah, um, I think she's really good. Like, I I think she's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool wrestler. I think she definitely gets kind of lost in the mix of TGPW um, because she wrestles a kind of more as heelish a style as a native uh, TGPW wrestler can. You know, she's she's kind of a dick. Uh, So she kind of gets lost in it a little bit because it's like, you know, there's so many colorful characters and then there's the Yamashas of the world who are the opposite but are still like that, like, you know... Uh, the top babyface type of thing uh, now just doesn't really have either of those lanes really um so i think it's it's harder for her to kind of stand out in certain roles i do think this match is very very good i I thought that this was i like this about as much as i like their their championship match last year but i think it's because it was just kind of like a quick just like you know we're gonna do what we do and we're gonna do it well um whereas the championship match i think had a lot more pressure on it uh to you know deliver and i think that made it better and worse in different ways so i think this was kind of similar to that uh but yeah i thought, I thought now i had a great performance i think mizuki's tremendous but i definitely think that that title lost the the uh vacation of of the the belts for for now was a real hit to because i feel like that was her way up you know that i feel yeah. like that's one thing in tgpw when you find a way up you need to take it because there aren't yeah. that many you know the 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 ropes don't get thrown down to the lower carders very often and her kind of losing that not you know unbeknownst to her that was that wasn't her choice uh it wasn't her injury it wasn't her uh decision anything like that it's it's really a shame
2: i heard something crazy Hmm. she's 36 years old that that that's wild i thought she was like maybe late 20s yeah (laughs) That
1: same. That's, insane. That's Momokogo. Away. That's the Momokogo yeah.
2: effect. Momokogo. Yeah, and uh, oh, sporty. My favorite factoid about Nafkuta is she is going to MLW in a week or so to face wow. Moka Miyamoto in a TJPW offer match. Why? That's Wild. Don't know, but it's uh, it's gonna be the most random match too. It's like I feel like anytime you get a TJPW offer match, it always has an Ito or Yamashita in it. And they just picked two people. They are on. not offering
1: much. Uh, yeah. I like both of them, but it is yeah. very, you're right. That's like, it's It's like instead of the top, That's, you know, <laughs> the 12 wrestlers that you know from TJPW, they pick right. two that you don't.
2: This um, is the real TJPW experience. Yeah. You exactly. get the undercard now, baby. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but,
0: sure, you know, I'm happy for her, obviously. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out
1: Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Next up was the Shoko Nakajino Hyper Masao Annual Match. This went 14 minutes and 7 seconds. Uh, my favorite part about this is that they showed me and Hall. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they they traveled around the building I had no idea what the rules of this match were because I completely because I was watching
1: King of the mountainesque
2: <laughs> yes I was watching Takesha and Darby as at this I, time as was I. and when I turned this on I was like Well, I usually don't really tune into this, anyways, but I'll watch it from the side of my eye. And then I saw them like make the one I saw Hyper Masao's bike, and that instantly like kept taking my attention. And then they made it out into the the uh, the, the, concourse, yeah, yeah, the concourse area, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" Uh, But they did what they did the usual shenanigans. If you like Shoko Nakajima and Hyper Masao matches you're gonna enjoy this one it's 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 similar every year but it's different every year if you know what i'm saying
1: it's the it's the comedy classic in cork and hall uh i i, I didn't watch this like intently because I, I wasn't watching to catch the match i was watching the garcia swerve match because yes, I, I think that you were a bit behind way. um yeah. So, like, I I also had it kind of, like, in the mini screen. So I didn't, like, you know, write anything down about it. I didn't even put it in my match guide or anything. But everything I saw from it looked pretty funny and looked pretty well done. Uh, I, I'm a bigger fan of the Masao's and the Shokos uh, matches than than a lot of people. I think when they.
2: I thought you were just going to attack me. which No, no.
1: It's the most people. And I think, I think the thing is that, like, they fall flat. Like, when they fall flat, they're terrible. You yeah. know what I mean? But when they kind of like find a groove and they, they kinda of know they're like, Oh, this is this is what we wanna do. Like when they have a vision for their comedy stuff, yeah, I think it's great. Um and same thing with like their non comedy stuff. When they have like a vision, they know like they're in control of what they are doing and what they wanna do. I think hyper massage is tremendous. Uh when she kind of like focuses almost. Sure. So so I, I, I like that. Again, I didn't like pay a ton of attention to this, but I agree. I, I was a big fan of them taking it out into the concourse mm-hmm. and having the big chair set up. The the workers at the concession stand just kind of like looking on like what the fuck's going on over there? Uh, I yeah, love they're, that. They're- I was yeah. like, I need to talk to these people because I know they've seen some
2: things.
1: <laughs> you know, like, DW is fucking insane. And just Cork and Hall is insane. I was like, these motherfuckers have seen some shit here at, at, Cork, yeah. and um, at Cork and Hall.
2: Imagine working at Corkin Hall. Yeah, just- like,
1: you know what I mean? When you think about that for a second, it's like, that must be a crazy job especially if you're not like yeah. a wrestling fan or anything you're just uh, working <laughs> and you're just like a person. what the fuck are they doing or, like watching a like seeing a ddt show like okay that ain't right <laughs> whatever's happening <laughs> it ain't right i don't know what it is uh, yeah i
2: but, I, yeah. I can't even imagine um what they've seen i, I let, me, let me live a day in their shoes yeah exactly when, when one of these crazy companies like you can make running. a you can make a
1: slice of life anime about uh, a, a concession worker at Cork and Hall just being like, just walking out for their break and seeing the craziest shit you've ever seen. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we had Riho versus Shuno Suzuki. I, is that her name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought Suzuki was not her name for a second. Um, I did the same thing last night, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why. This match was awesome strictly because Riho kicked the girl's ass in five minutes and left. Yep, that is what she did. She showed up, she beat the poor rookie's butt, and left.
1: It's so funny how effortless Riho is at times in Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it just feels I, like I she got just...
2: mad after this match. Actually, oh, I was like too. why aren't you running TJPW more? Why aren't Why isn't she just wrestling
1: more? Like, clearly they don't have much to do for her in the states. Like, just do I, everything like you know i, know, what I mean i know she's, I know she's wrestling doing got, got to move, the, move soon yeah, yeah. which I, I haven't been i haven't kept up in, with got to move in a few years now but i think that's cool i'm always happy to see that she's you know doing stuff and doing stuff at her own promotion and stuff but yeah i mean she like i said she's just so effortless when she wrestles in japan it feels like if she wanted to she could be like the best wrestler in the world yeah um, it's just a matter of like you know like I said, I want to. The company she signed to doesn't really give her that role. So what's nope. the point? You know I mean? That's not even a knock on AW. It's just like. You
2: yeah, know, it it's okay. Uh, it is. It, it, they're it about to have is. a really, by the looks of it, they're about to have like this really good division and Riho going to be around for like one month of it. Um, but it's fine, I guess. I, know,
1: I don't know how they, I, I get that this show happened on Wednesday, but it felt very clear that uh, they were going to run Mariah versus Riho. And yep. then I think and, they just uh, kind of forgot that she was going to wrestle in Japan absolutely. for a week. And absolutely. then they're like, well, we have nothing left for you. So, uh,
2: bye for the next six months. Mm. I, I would love Riho to work TJPW more. I think she, I she would mean. just be such a great plus to them. Uh, just based off of like when she shows up, she's good.
1: Plus I think um, that there's, there's some novelty in that in the, yeah. the top brass of TJPW is so strong and protected. Um, uh, mm-hmm. That I mean now, as you as we see, they get a lot of outsiders come in so that they can kind of have that threat. Yeah, Riho is both an outsider and a native talent to Japan. Yeah, right? so I think yeah. she has that like very specific aura to her. She has something different that nobody else really has, mm-hmm. right? Because she's not a TJPW wrestler. She's not. She's not. You know, a foreigner, uh, but she's just. So, and she's not Ryo Mizunami she's just something different completely uh I think she could really like like I would love to see her versus Yamashita which is a you know politics nightmare but it would be fun
2: <laughs> yeah who cares I think Tony Khan could get over it
1: exactly um, that's what I mean. it like, is like, you know, like you can you can run some stuff let's not we don't have to be so yeah. conservative with Rio here
2: exactly uh I, I, but yeah with Yuka now in AEW presumably I know she hasn't shown up yet but they wished her happy birthday the other day that's enough for me uh to say she's there. Um, but with her there now, I think this would be a fair switch, just like, at least for the Korkins. They run enough Korkins that Riho can be on every single one with no problems. Yeah, um, But, you know, even their big shows, obviously, too. You know, their big pay-per-views. Um, I call them pay-per-views, you know what I mean. I'm not going to call them PLEs if you ever think of that. You're nuts. Uh, but let's move on. Kong Wakana, Uehara, i i don't know why i really like this match Yesterday. um i think it's an aja kong thing like i think when she gives a lot to these rookie wrestlers it can be really good i think Wakana's like check out my interview with wakana on fightful.com um i think wakana really gets it like she does she gets all, it a every, lot. All,
1: more. Every aspect of it,
2: too. Yeah, she gets it a lot more than like the Yuki Arise do. Mm-hmm. Um, the rookies, except for like, I think Himawari's very good um, for her experience level. But she, she just gets it. And she got in this match. Aja Kong gave her so much until Aja Kong said, "All right, that's enough." And <laughs> that's that's what it's just so great, right? She absolutely dropped her on her head, and Wakana got up and kept fighting. And I'm like, okay, DJPW. I think you're aware what you have of Wakana Uehara, seeing that she won the rookie tournament. I think you are. I think you are aware. Uh, But the amount of work that she puts in to really try to get over, and, you know, whether it's online or in the ring, like, I think this is just a very easy layup for them to push her up the card. I think that's why they paired her with Yukirai once upon a time, and I think that's why they put her with Azure Kong here. They know and Aja Kong clearly sees something in her. Aja Kong's not giving up every, anything for just anyone. Uh, so I'm hopeful that this is just kind of the launching point for her in 2024 because uh, she's someone that could very much benefit from the continuous movement in TJPW with you know wrestlers leaving all the time for the U.S. and Yuka gone. I think she could be one to benefit very, very soon.
1: Yeah, I think uh something that i loved about this match was um i love visual wins um mm-hmm. and and in when you think about it in some companies uh, wakata won this match because yeah. some companies only lift the arm once right mm-hmm. and uh Aja, Aja's like they did the three which is the standard uh yeah. and Aja obviously you know fought back on the on the third one but in some companies, Wakanda won this match. <laughs> like, under certain rules, Wakanda won this match. And that is, in like, Aja doesn't do that for anybody, like you said. No. Uh, Aja's a genius when it comes to wrestling, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. Uh, but she is very smart and conservative when it comes to, like, who she gives, you know, just anything yeah. to. I, I think, and you brought up Yuki Urai, you know, no disrespect to Yuki Urai. Aja seemed more willing to give more to Wakana mm-hmm. than she was to Yuki right I so absolutely I remember, agree. I remember that match specifically. I was like, Oh, this wasn't something something was wrong here. Uh yeah. because this is like a good Aja twenty twenty four now. Uh you know, a good Aja twenty twenty four kind of putting over the young wrestler, but then beating her, obviously, because Wakana's not gonna beat Aja Khan. Um better she did. It, it visually did. she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like it's taken legendary wrestlers their entire careers sure. to pin Aja Kong. You know what I mean? And like that history like is a lot of what makes Aja Kong Aja Kong. I think this match worked. And I think that's so great for Rakana, because that means Aja does see something in it. Right. She she sees somebody yeah. that she wants to work with. She wants to kind of make look good. She wants to you know, I think the most yeah. legendary example of that is Mirai, That like Aja was like bumping for Mirai. And Aja doesn't bump. No. Uh, and that, that's that's you know, that's just a, a telling point of how much Aja saw in a Mirai. I think, you know, that's why,
2: that's why Rossi went and gone.
1: Exactly. Uh and now Aja will never see her again. Uh, nope. but I think, you know, that that sleeper spot is a yeah. huge like is is like that. It's a huge in indicator of like what Aja sees in, in Wakana and what the company sees in Wakana. Yeah. I think it's all kind of you know together
2: one thing i also loved is that wakana just did the elbow right off the bat oh uh, yeah and asha was getting ready and it was like picture perfect and the crowd go- was just into it from there and I, I i thought this match um for what it was over delivered truthfully mm-hmm. like if it, 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 you know exactly what it's going to be it's only six minutes and 57 seconds but they checked every box that you're looking for um next up was the gcw offer match <laughs> it was uh Reni yamashita versus maki ito and uh folks we've lo- we've lost them
1: i hate that they didn't just do a hardcore match yeah because like that would have at least like had like a flow to it right yeah. um Clunky. and they just ended up doing it you know what i mean they ended up just, just yeah. cheating you know just hitting each other with chairs and shit like I thought I thought the bribe spot was funny, but yeah. like, you know, it's just like I don't know. I think it it just kind of
2: it was very GCW. Like I think,
1: uh, like I said, I think it would like I think it would have been funnier if uh, Rina was like, wait, this is not a hardcore match. Can it be a hardcore? Like before the before the match. Like, All right. like can it be a hardcore match? And the ref's like, no. And then she like pays him off. And she, he's like, yeah, let's do hardcore. Let's do. Hardcore. Like I think that would have been funny because then it would have I don't know would have just like. It felt like it was. It had to compensate for itself. Had right, to be right. like, well, this doesn't make sense. So we have to like make it make sense so that we can do this. And that doesn't really make sense. And they just kind of had to like uh, patchwork it. When yeah. if they just ran a hardcore match, I know some people wouldn't have been into it, but I would have been like way more into it because I thought some of the work was good. Like I, I yeah, it. I thought know, it was fun. You know, I thought there's there's fun parts of it. But
2: I don't think it was as bad as some people want to say it is. Oh yeah, same. Some people were like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And like I get it if you're expecting Reading and Maki Ito from like two years ago. Um, but we're in a different place now with these two wrestlers. Uh I think Rena's still very good, but Rena's yeah. just kind of fully went on in on the hardcore deathmatch scene. And Maki is all both bits, you know. She she does a lot of uh gimmick now. She's always done a lot of gimmick, but uh, for someone that I consider one of the better storytellers in wrestling, just like two years ago or at the end of uh, 2022, we are in a very different world now.
1: I think that tour last year really took her out of it. I did uh that, that one before the Mizuki match. Yep. Where it was, you know... Um, and no, I liked the, I got the
2: match. I, but... I got to
1: see Ito you know, on that tour, actually. Uh, That's pretty cool. You know, at an AW show. But you know, like, yeah, since then, it's just, it just hasn't been the same, unfortunately. Because I like that tag league, uh, the tag league I like run that, with, yeah. with Miyu as well. I thought that was a very good performance from Maki, you know, specifically. Obviously, when you're tagging with, with Yamashita, it's a lot easier yeah. <laughs> to have yeah. good performances. But I thought Maki specifically had good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked this match. I, I just, you know, I was just like, right. it would have been cool if it was... Either one thing or the other. And it just yeah. fell into being neither.
2: <laughs> they never went full. Obviously if they went full normal match. It would have been probably great once upon a time. Yeah. Uh but I would have been fine if they just went full hardcore. Exactly. Uh next next up, Yuki Rai won the International Princess Championship by defeating Max the Impaler. Uh this was one I expected to happen. Uh they've been they've been really wanting to put the belt on Yuki Rai. You felt yeah. it every single time that she had a big match she never really won them but every time she had a big match it's like okay they want to go with her and i in all actuality no matter how you feel about her she's very over and you have to go with someone new you got to if you're tjpw so i have no problem with that um i did watch this match back when i was done with swerve and um garcia finally because I think this is when I was finally watching this. And I remember just seeing her, you know, Yuki get her ass kicked. And then I remember seeing the finally out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay. And between that, I have no idea what other offensive moves Yuki or I did. I had no yeah. idea the first time I watched it. Because I was like, oh, know, yeah, it was pretty good. I watched it back. I don't think she did any offense besides finally.
1: That, that's that Red Narita special. You got two yeah. more you do them you do them well
2: <laughs> well um, that's the thing usually finally is not done well so that was even yeah. more shocking uh that, that it did hit issue. but uh weird definitely a weird moment but the crowd loved it they like yeah. the crowd exploded when yeah. uh yuki or I won it was, it was a great reaction great moment and you know beating max is no uh no easy feat
1: yeah, I think Max is sick. I I like them as a as Max a Max is sick. Very good. Yes, hot take. Um Very
2: good monster
1: in I, I I think I think they're cool, but I also don't think Yuki Urai... I don't know how I feel about Yuki Urai. Like to this day.
2: She's a weird one.
1: Like really. I've Sometimes I like her and then sometimes I'm like, yeah. man, Where I like really like her, and I was like, "Oh, she's really sick." Like they have something here. But then there are certain matches like this just didn't click for me. Yeah, Uh, especially on especially on Yuki's part. I think Max did fine, but Max didn't do anything like out of the you know. uh, Right. They just did the Max stuff, and then it ended. Yeah, they
2: they did their usual.
1: Yeah. So there was no great performance here from from either of them. And and like I said with the Aja match, where it's like, oh, that should be like a match custom made for a yuki Rai and it just wasn't and yeah. you know i like i just don't know how i feel about her because i do think she's really sick i think she has like certain things i am very interested in uh but sometimes i'm just like ah. <laughs> i'm very much underwhelmed by her on occasion i think um, which i'm, I'm hoping her take i'm hoping this this title run kind of uh forces her to uh do something you know what i mean
2: yeah here's i think my main problem this is a tjpw thing Yuki would have got so much more from being the one to beat Rika Tatsumi and not Max. Yes. Um, That's just in the TJPW universe, right? And I call it universe specifically because I always compare them WWE on certain things, Um, which, you know, could be a good thing. WWE is the most popular company in the world. Um, But I think that would have just done so much more for her. Obviously, I think it would have been a better, more fitting match maybe for Yuki. I'm not blaming Max here at all. Um, I'm just saying like getting wins over the pillars means so much more, I think to a wider audience, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Hopefully she can uh, do something with this rain. And most importantly, TJPW went with someone new, so I'm not going to fault them on that at all. Uh, They don't do that. So we will take it. Uh, But uh, speaking of someone new, it was not Daisy (laughs) monkey that won the tag belts but boy oh boy was this a good match as i expected um it was daydream rika tatsumi miwa Watanabe versus daisy monkey risu endo and suzume versus your winners and the new princess tag team champions rio Mizunami and yuki aina listen i am not going to sit here and complain about rio musanami being a champion that is not what i'm here to do
1: i've said I... it for a long time rio musanami is like top three wrestlers in TGPW and she ain't even in TGPW.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she shows up for them every single time. Oh, yeah. And this was another case of that. Um, I still think Daisy Monkey should have won even if I like Ryu Mizunami uh, because I think they had a great showing in the end that looked like they were going to win. Arisu Endo was great. Um, Suzume was very good and then Arisu Endo got pinned by Yuki Aino. I was like, oh, sick. Awesome. Love it here. Uh it, it, it was a real tjpw Um I guess the only good thing is that Yuki Aino is someone who's kind of new-ish in their uh, pushes. Not really, but kind of. She's but, won the tag belts before, though. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it, she's new, but she's not because she's had these belts. So uh,
1: I do not, like her and Aniki, though. I think they work, interestingly enough. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, I think, and, you know, just trying to take a second to shout out my favorite wrestling promotion i think Suzume and arisa endo have the uh harmony run in them the the wave uh rookies where it's like the wave rookies won the tag belts even though again they're rookies they've been wrestling for like a year um yeah. and it feels like they could lose to pretty much anybody now like they're very vulnerable mm-hmm. but part of like that kind of makes it better you know what I mean? And it makes their right. wins even more impactful. And I think a Suzume Arisuendo run with the tag belts could have been like that, right? Like Arisuendo is not a winner yet. Uh, she did just pin Jesus. she did just pin Shoko, I think, in that in that tag match a couple weeks ago, uh, which was kind of easy. Yes. Which um, is awesome. But she's not like a winner winner yet. Like she, she loses enough, as does Suzume. So I think they could have kind of had a really cool tag run in them. Um, And I still think they do. I hope by year end they hold it at some point. Uh, I think they probably will if all goes according to plan. You know, nothing gets sidetracked or whatever uh, or too sidetracked, I guess. But, yeah, you know, I I wish they won as well because they are two of my favorites in the company. But as I've said, reading it, Miznami is just so good. And I'm happy that she's finally getting getting a belt. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
2: I think that's uh, always welcome. Um, is rio being champion hopefully they put someone over In that's you know fitting i i'm actually happy most importantly that um daydream didn't win them because I want Miwatanabe Watanabe to get the title match at a uh, grand princess so I was like yeah she wins these tag titles I have no shot of getting that I still probably have no shot of getting it but you know a boy can dream
0: they should
1: run that I feel like Watanabe is, like, in such a f- interesting spot where she's, uh-huh. like, she's on that level. Like, she's on the main event level, yeah. but I feel like everybody except for Kota for recognizes that. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, this isn't, like, a... And no disrespect to her. I know she's currently out. This isn't a Hakari Noah thing where, like, her fans are, like, super into her and think she should win every belt. But, like, you know, that's not, like, the common
2: crazy by the way but that's
1: common funny. thought process is that it's like oh she is like you know she's the main event or she should be you know that's not the common thought process i think with me it kind of is with Watsonabe, right like i think most people are like no she makes sense like that, that would make sense for her in like a you know her winning the top out or her at least challenging for it in a, a huge big time uh main event match like that makes sense uh and i feel like everybody sees that except for the the booking team over there
2: yep um, I think she has all the makings to be there next ace if Yamashita ever to, you know, skedaddle, which is, I think, very possible someday. Um, though I do think Miu Yamashita and TJPW is the best Miu Yamashita because I saw, I saw part of that uh, U.S. run last year. It doesn't hit the same at all <laughs> in any way. Uh, speaking of hitting the same, though, let's get to the main event. It was Miriam Mashta versus Masha Slamovich for the Princess of Princess Championship. I have two things to say. One, this match was tremendous. And two, Masha Slamovich needs to stay in Japan because Masha Slamovich is so freaking good. And you could forget that in TNA and on the Indies. That's just the truth, folks. She is so good. Her performance in this match was excellent. I think it was everything you could have hoped for out of her in this big match. And I think ultimately, uh, she needs to be coming back on like more than a a once-a-year basis. Um, She needs to be someone that tjpw calls i don't care like any promotion that can get her over there i'm in because she was awesome uh she hit this nasty power bomb on Mew on the apron like not even five minutes in and i was like oh okay we are going um i think the best person that said it uh this was ash when i when I was talking to him, he said, this doesn't feel like a TJPW main event. <laughs> like he was like this. match. This... Yeah. It was just like, it was a big main event feel type wrestling match. And that's why I need Masha back. I need Masha here. Um, and I think Yamasha obviously is fantastic. This is what she does. You know, she shows up on, this, this show every year, and more often than not, delivers. Uh, so it was much of the same in that respect. I think this is her third straight year in the title match. Um, yes, it is, because two years ago, she was champion, and then last year, she uh, challenged Yuka Sakazaki. Um, so she always oh, delivers. I think, uh, uh, wait, who are you talking about? Uh, Yamasha.
1: I, I think, thought you were talking about. He... Ma- I thought you were saying Masha. I was like, That's no, 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 not yeah, a match happened last
2: no, time. no. Masha, this is Masha's <laughs> TJPW debut. Yeah, I thought um, so. I was, I was like, wait, she's been here. What the no, that? I wish she was. Uh, no, no, but I... yeah, Masha, January fourth, Cork, and all. It's always like a lock for a great match, and this is to me the best TJPW uh, title match since.
1: title match
2: well match but title, i'm just like thinking a singles match
1: okay it, it was
2: just really good okay like I'm, it no, I, i'm
1: thinking back that's why i'm thinking yeah i can't
2: that's think funny. of one um i because, think last
1: year's yuka match was not as good as this but it was close um, yeah
2: that was probably the last one
1: and before um, that i think it might be watanabe versus Yamashita in the uh tournament that was probably mine that's probably a couple years ago now Um, that's
2: crazy that's from 2022 and i think i'd absolutely agree with you
1: which is to be Uh, fair that's one of my favorite tjpw singles matches like ever oh Um, yeah
2: i think it has like maybe masha has the top five in my opinion best tjpw matches ever
1: yeah i think Uh, i think her tag stuff is so good that like it's it's so like you know if you're Mm -hmm. if you struggle to think of great Uh, singles matches don't worry there are great tag matches from masha as well
2: usually you can like pick her and mizuki in some form or maki Mm -hmm. or shoko or yuka or Tetsu. you get my point uh but this was fantastic masha needs to come back
1: yeah i think like the dream which doesn't work because you know joshi wrestling has uh, an abundance of politics the dream is like masha being a uh A mercenary like a joshi mercenary who just shows up challenges your champion loses and then it gives gives your champion the best match ever (laughs) and then you know uh you you can keep her around something like like give me masha versus micah i know that's never going to happen but like like legit you could she could show up tomorrow in in stardom challenge micah and i'll be like no yes we should do this yes this is the correct decision immediately and she could do that with pretty much every champion in joshi wrestling in mm-hmm. women's wrestling for that matter uh because she is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world which mm-hmm. uh you know we don't see it as much as we would like to i think it's similar to arena Yamasha thing uh in yeah. tna she's a tag wrestler with with killer kelly i like killer kelly more than most but i still think that's a waste of, of masha's talents
2: mm-hmm. um with diana peraza gone i would hope they yeah. they know to move her up soon
1: yeah, uh, she can fill a very, uh, you know, very active hole in the division, which sounds like there's going to be a few holes in that division uh, in the next few months uh, that she really needs to kind of, you know, they need to step her up. But, you know, like I think about last year, uh, we talked about Rina and GCW and, and stuff. Uh, her and Rina had like one of the best U.S. indie matches I've seen in a minute outside DPW, let me say. That's it. how I felt uh, about her
2: and Mio from... Uh west coast Coast pro
1: yeah like that's what i mean is that's like she has all of the best independent matches uh pretty much (laughs) like like, she's just insane she's an insane wrestler and i think she definitely deserves way more love like i said if she could just challenge every champion in in the world (laughs) i think everybody would be better off for it
2: yep i i I would like her to branch out even more i don't
1: think i don't think we need that even though...
2: Unless she won, that'd be kind of sick.
1: Yeah, Masha Masha, in, like, a death match against Ozaki, even old Ozaki would be kind of yeah. sick, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just brutalizing each other.
2: Ma- I really wanted Masha versus Mio after Mio, who was champion, lost to Masha mm-hmm. in the finals of the West Coast Pro thing, and then Ozaki ruined that. Uh, but, you know, it's nice to dream. But this was excellent. Uh, would have been the Joshi match of the night if it wasn't for... <laughs> it's not fair Uh, no it's not it you know it's funny because like when this was over i was like this is so good like i don't i don't know it's gonna be tough because you know we're getting into another show right stardom's running periodically at this point at the same time and i was like i don't know and i i didn't mean it as if i was doubting mayu and shuri but it's like this was just so good right and And like
1: like the card built to it very well yes um, better than i would say the stardom show
2: even uh
1: it felt like the, I felt like the TGPW show is kind of like it was amping right. you
2: up, ramping you up to that. Yeah. And definitely after the angle right before Mayu and Shuri, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Silly me. I'm never doubting the goat, uh, but I digress. Uh, let's get to stardom, shall we? Stardom has a lot going on because they always have a lot going on. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Mariah May. Who finally made her in ring debut in AEW. Uh, f- her first match in AEW, a year to the day that she made her stardom in ring debut, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and probably on purpose, truthfully. But to some degree, I imagine. Yeah. And I, I think Mariah is so good. Um, and you know, you and me talked about it like it, it almost feels like she has to slow down in an AEW ring from what she yeah. was doing in stardom but i had so many people message me they're like she's so good i was like well yeah i i, I wasn't lying i was <laughs> like i i'm just singing her praise you think i'm just like lying about this no, no no uh she's she absolutely packs a punch compared to like that entire other the rest of the division she was hitting her drop kicks hard she was everything um and i think she's well on her way to being one of the best um and hopefully, AEW Women's World Champion by the I end mean, of the year.
1: But I feel point. like in the event that Jamie Hader comes back, that will be oh. the best uh, fully non-Japanese women's yep. match in that company's history. Uh, well, um, are, are there
2: right. other ones that were great? Mercedes <laughs> is coming
1: oh shit yeah well <laughs> i mean yeah yeah I, I totally forget well of the side talent currently at this yeah. moment yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously Mercedes versus either of them will also be fucking insane
2: yeah but. I, well that's the funny thing i was pitching mariah versus jamie for all in and i was like shit mercedes
1: they're <laughs> gonna I make like, me pick between the Brits. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, no, no, no. And then Not, they're gonna give
1: us the Brit. Yeah. That's
2: good. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got scared. They'll probably do both of those. They'll give us Jamie and Mariah, and then they'll give us Brit and Mercedes, and I'll be very sad. uh But at that least we got one fine. of them, I guess. That's fine. You know, Mercedes, that's fine. I'm, I'm Mercedes fine. is a miracle worker.
1: So. Yeah. She could, she could could cook she could cook we'll
2: see but uh congratulations to Mariah she uh she made a lot of people say damn they weren't kidding and it's like yes no we were not kidding that she was very good we is, we, mi- is we miss her for a reason
1: you bastards it is very funny how like she she's been a hard hitter in stardom but like how much harder it looks <laughs> yeah. in AW just yeah. you know comparably you know like yeah. and no respect to their roster there you have some good hitters you know good heavy hitters but just like it's just different it's a different animal (laughs) oh my god
2: it really is but uh let's get to startups first show of the year new Year's stars with the pretty ai logo uh that seems to be the logos for uh i mean
1: they have the posters and shit you know yeah they they, They had a great
2: poster for the january 4th show like it was so good (laughs) it was a good looking poster it was it made me so happy uh, but, yes, this was the one-night tournaments for both the Rookie of Stardom 2023 and Triangle Derby 2024-2023, because obviously all the rookies debuted in the year. I don't want people to get confused Um, that I said that. Uh, But I thought the show, you know, it, it was long. It was quite long. Um, As someone that did not watch it live, it was a lot of matches, but they did their best to cut them down. There's there's a problem here with how you do the Derby, I think, because one, you don't want to have it last two months again. I get it Start because I think stardom, like within their first two shows of the year, have like a lot of momentum, a lot more momentum than they did it after their first two shows last year. Um, I have no idea what their second show was last year. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. Was it a Corrigan? It was probably a Corkin. Um, but they have so much momentum, it feels like right now. Like, feels like everyone's very excited, especially coming off Micah winning and Sayori winning. And I felt like this was a good way to continue that because you still crown new champions. Oh no, it
1: was it was the Ami versus Sayakamitani match. That was the No, show.
2: there you go. There you go. I c- couldn't I wonder why. Momentum wasn't there. I wonder why. And then I forgot Azami and Charlie Kid also got postponed. So, like, that that yeah. card just oof. Uh, yeah. That. See, this all makes sense now. This makes sense. But uh, between the Rookie of the Year tournament and what I thought was um, a fine triangle derby, one-night tournament, I think they gained momentum. Then, of course, the Etienne Stardom Gate show. But let's dive into it. Let's talk the Rookie of the Year tournament first, shall we? Uh, folks, I said it after her debut on the show I said I didn't want to I didn't want to go overboard I didn't I didn't want to say too much but she's the future of pro wrestling and Rossi Ogawa agrees folks uh Rossi rossi's is not waiting with Suzuki uh it, she is flying up the card we'll talk about it a little bit with the Etion show too uh, she was able to defeat both Rani Yagami and Hanako in this tournament. I actually really enjoyed the final for a match between two rookies, and I think uh, we got a little budding rivalry between Man. these two, which is pretty I cool.
1: I am the only person who wants to talk about Hanako uh, coming yeah, out of the show. I, I am. Uh, but I, I think that these two matches, first against Sayaka and then against Izuki, were just, like, kind of proof that, like, Hanako is falling to the uh was it the Kitamura syndrome which is Mm -hmm. when there's a young lion who's like you know the biggest human being you've ever seen and they have to just get beat up because they're a young lion there's like a there's a disconnect you know what I mean I think that was kind of Hanako's uh, hang up whereas like here when she was just allowed to like take liberties (laughs) against her, her younger you know the uh her kohais right i mean they're all technically Mm -hmm. in the same uh generation but hanako debuted first these are all her you know her under they're all beneath her in terms of seniority when she's allowed to like take that stance as like the overpowering the the elder the she just kills you and she did that with yuzuki and uh sayaka and made it such so easy for both of them who are both very good underdogs I mean, it's so easy for both of them to like really like do something there uh, for me. And and I think that that's very uh, a a positive thing to look at for Hanako. I think as she gets more experience and as she is allowed to be more of that powerhouse, more of that respected Mm. member of the roster, uh, Mm. she's going to get a lot better. Because I think these matches here were kind of like telling of like we haven't seen anything from Hanako yet because she hasn't been able to do the true power stuff that she's capable of.
2: Sure. Yeah. I was looking for, um, I was looking for Hanako to kind of have like a really strong performance in that final because I do think there is like the difficulty of having so many rookies at once and so many well hyped rookies. Like, you know, we saw it with obviously Yuzuki, right? You know, that debut match with Momo and then. Rana was someone that people instantly were like, yeah, she's going to be good. And then Sayaka Carrara in that um, opening match on uh, Dream Queendom, like, you know, she did the springboard arm drag and she had a spear. And I was like, okay, all right. So they just got a lot of crazy good rookies. Uh, But Hanako fits a very specific spot for this roster that I think in the long run will benefit her greatly obviously right because you mm-hmm. can't teach height you just you can't it's something that once she continues to grow into right the big kind of powerhouse um tall wrestler if she can learn anything from megan Bain, um just like watching her i'm not saying like i i said this with to too. it just wasn't around long enough um i think to teach her a little bit more she taught her some but i would have loved to see uh those two work Together more because yeah. I think that's really where Hanako should be aiming to go. Um, but she, her and, Hiz- and Yuzuki, not Hazuki, though that'd be pretty good too. Um, her and Yuzuki, I think, are, are you know, sorry to actually,
1: Hazuki's one of the only people who bump for Hanako, yes, like bumps for Hanako. So, like, oh. you're right, that would be really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think Yuzuki and her are going to. Create something here, uh, because based off Hanako's reaction to losing and the reaction on the pre-show on the Stardom Gate, she's kind of she's kind of annoyed that uh, she's been surpassed by a rookie that has seven eight matches to her name, um, which I think is fair. I think is fair. Um, I think it's definitely fair. and I think that's the exciting part about all this. I think what people look at, obviously, Rana and Yuzuki as maybe the long term rivalry, But I'm all for Hanako kind of getting out this angrier side because when you're when you're someone that can just dominate someone because you're you know, you're just a bigger, taller wrestler. I think that can really benefit her. And I'm very excited to see where she goes. I'm very excited to see where all the rookies go this year. It's like one of the reasons I'm so hyped about stardom right now. It's all because of the rookies, which of course, Yuzuki taking home the crown. Uh, The last person to take home the rookie of stardom crown was Sayaka Kamatani. So I feel like that should give you all an idea of what's to come.
1: Yeah. And um, I I believe Charlie K posted that the last time there was a, a, Full-on tournament. They've done gauntlets the past yeah. couple of times. Last time there was a full-on tournament. Uh, she won, I think, Starlight Kid, or she was mm-hmm. in it. I don't know if she actually won that. No, that she I think won about it. Uh, but so, yeah, there was a picture of her, Ruaka, and Rena all watching the rookie tournament from the crowd. And a lot of people took a lot of interest in the rookie tournament because uh, th- so that's one thing. That's one place where Stardom really feels kind of like a family is with these rookies. Like you will see uh, wrestlers from all different factions like just kind of come out to kind of watch and cheer them on obviously han uh, hanan is big on cheering on all of the rookies especially yuzuki uh she's usually the second for for all of yuzuki's matches but i i think that is kind of a, a sweet little thing is that you know Starm is uh as a company it very much wants the best for its young talent but yeah i mean yuzuki's just insane and and if i was hanako i mean like me personally if i lost to somebody that doesn't even have a cage match profile i i would take that as respect i would take that as I, I get it um oh, and too. i love that she just immediately got up and started like like going to whip the referee and just yeah. tossed him across the ring i was like yeah that's real that's that's what it's all about um we
2: want that anger and yeah. i think uh it's going to benefit her greatly uh, very soon actually i don't think they're going to hold back on this little uh dynamic thing they got going here at least i hope they don't yeah me too I, I think that
1: there's a very specific place that i think she could fit into and i think we'll talk about that pretty soon
2: do you think yuzuki gets the future belt by the end of the year
1: depends on how soon me wins it
2: yeah that's kind of where like i'm
1: at if me if me wins it in like the next two months then definitely yeah. Uh, but if, if Miu doesn't win it until, you know, late spring, early summer, I don't know. Maybe still like year end. I, mm-hmm. You know, the, the last new blood of the year, maybe uh is you can, can grab it from her. But I think Miu definitely needs to come first. For sure. Um,
2: unfortunately, Miu Amasaki had to miss these two shows yes. due to uh, poor physical condition, which usually equals being sick. Uh, so hopefully she's back for the weekend. Either she's sick done. or
1: like sore. You know yeah. like like just overall, just not really yeah
2: not you know, feeling confident. it yeah uh, she's she's obviously been making strides, so I do hope she's back uh as soon as possible uh next up, let's talk about it. We got the triangle derby um and then we'll 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 touch on the uh, regular tag match because I do think there's a lot of interesting stories coming out of that, um, but the triangle derby was weird. <laughs> very weird but it went as exactly as i expected obviously i couldn't predict that the uh first match wasn't going to happen between the bari bari bombers and the uh, queen's quest trio because amasaki was out but otherwise i said that suzu Mesera, sarah megan bane versus queen's quest would go to a draw which would mean bari bari bombers can stroll on in and then i also had god's eye making it to the finals and winning with the titles being on the line, which is exactly what happened. Uh, my only, my main complaint, I should say, is that the way we got there is obviously a very short match, then a countout just, like, if you if you don't want to run a one-night tournament, or if you feel the need to run a one-night tournament, you gotta do something other than countouts and stuff like that. This is a Cinderella conversation as well in many ways right especially after this year with all the eliminations (laughs) that happened um that made people angry i i didn't mind the triangle derby like a lot of people did last year i know you didn't either yeah i liked it um i just think there's like there's a perfect scenario for this tournament that doesn't have it overstay its welcome but also isn't like this Um, Stardom is so
1: weird because I feel like, and I've said this a few times, like they are the perfect company to run like a weekend tournament. You know, like how how Bully used to be three days. You know, I'm mean? like just run a Cinderella like on a weekend. Just do three th- three days of a tournament or two days of a tournament. They had two shows back to back, right here. Just just do it, yeah. just split between the two shows. You know what exactly. I mean? You could have like,
2: easily tossed the final on the second uh the the next show Which i understand I mean, why so now period it all but um definitely would have been a reasonable decision i think yeah
1: and like i don't know like and i feel the same way about cinderella when they when they changed it from one day to it taking like a month i was always like why don't we just do a weekend like you know like i don't know i feel like this was meant to be like a a holiday like a wrestling holiday this tournament is because it's so compact you know it used to be one day uh and it, it i think that kind of worked for the vibe uh and i'm just like i don't know why they have to make it so long-winded and i feel the same way about the, the triangle derby either they do it one day or they do it over two months it's like there's definitely a middle ground Could definitely do it you know like uh, first round second round on one weekend mm-hmm. finals on the next weekend or something
2: uh could have put it on the cork and i know it's not yeah. live but could have put it on the cork and uh, yeah um, i don't have any problem with that I think that would have been an easy way to, i think uh, a lot of it felt, felt rushed that. which it yeah. had to be
1: because it was a long show you know there was a lot of matches yep. to go but,
2: uh but yeah. i thought the best match of the tournament was the draw um, which isn't really a shock i thought the, the finals was, was pretty good yeah <laughs> it was pretty good um i, I do want to say this there's a few things i want to say about these matches mirai feels like a new person she felt like she had zero pressure on her shoulders Anymore, she ha- she looked like she was having a good time. I feel like the first time I actually saw her smile in a while, which maybe it's just me because I was getting upset with the Wonder Rain because I expected so much more. But I do think there was just like a freshness to her, and I think the God's Eye Trios run should have happened a long time ago because I think yes, her so. and Ami saray would have benefited so much from working closely with Shuri in big matches. I'm happy it's coming now because I still think both of them can use it. Um, but I, I think had they done it two years ago when this group formed, it would have, uh, they would be in a very different spot overall as, um, as singles and a duo. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was brain farted actually.
2: It's Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I that.
1: Um <laughs> like I, I was about to go with something. And I was like, wait, what was I? Where where was I gonna happens
2: say? to me? Uh, but the other notes from this show are that we are getting what I think is the best possible tag title match. It will be Utami Ayashishta and Sayaka Kamitani being challenged by Crazy Star, presumably at the Osaka show in February. They have not made that official, but Suzu and May Mei- Suzu, it wasn't not May Sarah, was absolutely destroyed in this match because of a uh, sick Azumi um, Utami double team where she did like a sunset sunset power bomb to Utami that absolutely yeeted poor uh, shout out Jey Uso um, I thought that was really good and I, I'm obviously hyped for that title match like I'm happy Suzu's right back into something um, something that's you know kind of out of the main picture, but not really because of the Julia stuff for the foreseeable future. But this should be a great title match, and looking forward to that one as well as. Damn it, Dylan! They teased it in the uh, normal tag team match. Hazuki uh, and no teased a Lander Stardom title match, which. I think everyone knows what that means. And it's not good. It's not good.
1: <laughs> it's not about good. To be like 0 and 10 or something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's 9, in Wonder, nine.
1: Oh, not, in Wonder matches. Oh, not in Wonder matches in both in Red and Oh, white. both of both. them is- I think uh, with white belt matches, she had the one last year. Uh, did she? No. She sure did. No. Yeah. So she, she had uh, five white belt matches so far. This would be her sixth, uh, and Man. then she's had, what, three is, or four? Is this the
2: most up. failures? Yes. Um, Without winning? Yeah. That's
1: yes, I I, I'm almost
2: possible. I knew that. I guess the good news, it's going to be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and her <laughs> gear looks crazy. The She brought out yeah. St. Patrick's Day gear early. Um, yeah,
2: sure did. I was like, what, green? All right, cool.
1: Either St. Patrick's Day or Masala. It's up to y'all. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of that, of the the old Bulls uh, St. Patrick's Day gear. That's mm-hmm. why I immediately went jumped at that. That was a good show. Um, and so, yeah, it, it you know, great gear. I, it's funny how simplistic Suzuki's gear is, but like every time she comes up with a new one, I was like, she did it again. She did it again, motherfucker. She did it. Look at the gear. Look at that. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, it was so good, too, in the tag match. They like, they they have something there. It's so frustrating that, you know,
2: uh. <laughs> it's tough it's tough i here's the thing the match is gonna rock i'm gonna get absolutely believe it all over again because that's what hazuki does and then when she loses i'm gonna be just devastated all over again this is a rinse and repeat every single year
1: Charlie kid also promised to desperado that she would win the wipeout before uh crossover yeah. so they could be double champions that's not happening obviously
2: well it could who knows when crossovers happening
1: that's true that's true but she she has that um you know that goal this year a lot more than she did last year last year Uh, she was just like i'm just gonna fuck around and hang out (laughs)
2: last year she did nothing it was very funny um sayari did uh look over to her as well after her match so that seems to be teased at the very least i'm i am happy to see like the people that should be challenging for the wonder, challenging for the wonder again, because uh, I didn't get that in the Mirai reign. I um, got Konami and uh, Tam was champion and, and uh, Momo. Momo, who doesn't need to challenge. For this that belt never wants the belt ever again. The yeah, they just belt. were like, hey, hey, Momo, you need to come up with like a reason to challenge for this. And she's like, all right, I don't want the person that has it to have it. There you go. Oh, cool. Sounds, sounds good, Momo. Thank you. Uh, but let's get to the next day, shall we? Because we're almost wrapped up here. It was Etienne Stardom Gate 2024. It's the first time ever sold out from Dogio Dome City Hall. Absolute packed arena. I can't imagine you're anything but amped if you're Stardom if you're Bushiroad, if you're anyone, about this new situation of having this start right before Wrestle Kingdom.
1: I, I wonder if they expected such a great I think it was a great walk up. Because yeah, usually usually when they're when they don't have a great pre sale, the lights are down. Yep. Uh, and this place was packed, but the lights were down to the point where you couldn't see them. Yeah, so they need to light their
2: route. arena better. I
1: it's an issue of, of like, when, when nobody's yeah. in the arena, they don't want to light it. They don't want everybody to right, see right, right, all right. the empty seats. But, uh, you know. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Admittedly, um, with Tokyo Dome City Hall, this is something that I've noticed a lot. Uh Pretty much anyone that has a show here, the lights are always, like, off. And here's the thing. Everyone else that runs this venue probably doesn't sell it out. Stardom did, so they should have them on. Uh, but it's okay. Next time, next time, I think they'll be more aware. This was their first time show, and I'm pretty confident it will not be their last because of how well it did. But let's get into it. Lots of newsworthy things in the final two matches, but I'll get through the results here. Yuzuki, Hanako, and Rana Yagami defeated Lady C, Hina, and Sayaka Kurara when Yuzuki pinned Sayaka. So again, playing up the fact that Yuzuki is on this kind of mini winning streak now. Um Hanako was not happy after this, and uh poor lady seeing Hina don't get the win against the all rookie team. That's That's rough. Yeah. (laughs) That's I think it was originally Amasaki, but um obviously that things change. Yeah. Who knows,
1: honestly. That's the thing is that it's like after after injuries happen and the cars change it like immediately like i completely forget what the and it's original. always
2: the lower card so i'm like what what, what i missed here um as i say that stardom should always do stars kicked off the main card it was Suzuki hana and saya ida defeating starlight kid in and death and arena uh this this trio is just so good at i think getting crowds into it Getting crowds into matches. Hanan having new gear. Ida having new gear. Wingori going all out. Um, very happy, obviously for them. And Hazuki, of course, was you know the Shamrock Shake, um, or whichever other green object you want to think of. We've we've tried to name a few. Um, I thought those were a fine openers. Exactly what you'd expect out of these two teams.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that was good. Like, it's... oh, I
2: like Hanan and Rina at the end, actually yes
1: I, I thought i thought that uh who was it? it was suzuki and some suzuki and kid maybe yeah it was i don't fun. think i took notes for this match uh suzuki and kid did, did some good work and then yeah the sisters was was fun
2: next up mina shirkawa may sarah defeated ddms my sakurai and Tekla. i hate to say this because i couldn't want her to be in club venus any less but may sarah and mina shirkawa work very well together
1: they're very close friends oh um, they are
2: they so, train yeah. together. Yeah. Um, they clearly have a lot of fun teaming up. <sighs> I can feel the inevitable coming. I'm going to do the like, as long as I can.
1: I feel like we might still, even e- despite the events of the show, I think we might still need to kill Club Venus, I'm going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Mina Shirakawa
2: I I is eye, actually. jungle.
1: I think Mina Shirakawa is a jungle Kiona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not in the... Never win the belt way, right? Because
2: she did win the belt on the Jungle, jungle Assault
1: in the Jungle Assault Nation way. That's mm-hmm. like, it's like as much as Jungle Assault Nation was cool, uh, it had no legs because it was all rookies and carry Onyama. Uh, that was it, and Jungle was not strong enough to kind of keep that float. So they put her in the number two slot of a different faction, and she was tremendous in that slot. Right, number two, number three, she was. Right. Coke, you know uh co commander with konami whatever i think that's exactly what they should probably do at mina i think it would be different from her being like number two number three in cosmic angels if she did go to a god's eye i think god's a struggle because there's already a very strong hierarchy there you know it's it's kind of hard i i agree with the shuri you know aspect yeah i just
2: like her and shuri together and i think very little sense otherwise but
1: if if you if you the thing is, is that Saki Kashima exists, right? Because so I was gonna say if you move down Ami, then I guess you could have Mariah and Mina kind of on that same level, but I think that like Saki is such a wild card, you can't have her get pushed down even further because she's already right. playing low down. Um she just gets wins sometimes. But I, I think besides the point, I think Mina would do great as like a number two in a faction. And yeah. that way you can get some of these pairings that like she's been forced into because Walk is injured. And have turned out to be really good. You know, I think uh, mm. there are other sides of Mina besides the Club Venus type of stuff that yeah. she could really be, you know, diving into. Because I don't know how many more legs that has yeah.
2: beyond what we've seen already. You know, you know, it's funny. The To me, the obvious solution here is, you know, Tam gets out of the way. <laughs> um however, however i have to do that that
1: means it's not easy
2: <laughs> well that's true i thought it was easy uh because she told me she was gonna retire 75 times but here we are um and she's coming back but the perfect solution right would be obviously i don't know how long she already no gonna stick around but i assume eventually she will not be here anymore um but she's wonder champion so maybe i'm assuming the most ridiculous thing possible uh but like a Nazi Mina running the one singular version of cosmic angels and club venus just you know morph them together what an idea i know
1: i have um, said this before i i think it would be really cool if 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 tam was leaving and tam was out of the picture bam non-factor uh if mina was like you know like we beefed but like i never had a problem with you guys boy yeah even though Natsupoy yeah, was did, the yeah. actively actively the issue uh,
2: I, so I watched him. I watched Mina uh kick uh, Natsupoy's head off many times in their title match but yeah yeah the, we didn't the, the have
1: beginning to call. the beginning of 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 Mina's turn mm-hmm. uh like on Cosmic Angels yeah. was when Natsupoy joined yep. uh she was real not happy about it so it was, the beef was with Natsupoy. <laughs> but it would be very funny in revisionist history if she was like I never had beef with you
2: <laughs> we can lie
1: it was all, tab. it was all tab's you know, fault
2: right <laughs> It's okay to lie, I think. I'm cool with lying. Um, Why not? Wrestlers love lying. Next up, Cosmic Angel, Sayori, No, you knew Mizumori and Saki defeated Uedotais, Natsuko Torumo, Watanabe, and Uwaka. Actually, this was when she looked at Starlight Kid. Sorry, I got the shows confused. Um the last couple of days have been very much a lot. a lot of wrestling. My my brain is mixed up, but this is when she looked at Starlight Kid after the match. This was fine. Um It's really weird seeing Saki back. Um, I will say that. She does not belong in the new Cosmic Angels for me. I just think like her and Sayori are, they're like two different versions of Cosmic Angels. The one I didn't like and the one I much prefer, um, the one I much prefer is with Sayori, by the way. Uh, But whatever, this was low effort and nothing really special. Sayori pinned Raka.
1: Yeah, I didn't check this match out. Uh,
2: yeah, this, you I went for into TJPW at this yeah, time. Yeah, it was TJPW. It was I remember this. Uh, next up, Queen's Quest of Tommy Haishishta, Sayaka and Azumi defeated God's Eyes, Mirai, Ami Sare, and Saki Kashima. Saki Kashima took a rough bump in she this is, match. She at at the was end. the
1: MVP of this match.
2: She was.
1: Because the other team has three of my favorite wrestlers. Um, she was.
2: She did great. Um, so, yeah. She did look like they did look like they were like carefully getting her out of the ring, Um which hopefully it's just selling because it's Saki. So you never, you never know for sure.
1: That happens in all of her matches pretty much. If, if yeah. she lifts a single exactly. finger, she wants you to carry her out. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what happened yeah. in the last match. She,
2: she was holding her neck on the suplex, but that's, you know, wrestling. So I don't look too so, much into it, hoping for the best. Anytime I see her, you know, sell an injury I do get worried just because of her past but uh, that's pretty fun you know it's Queen's yeah. Quest trio I, I'll never complain about them uh, when they won though I was like so like are they gonna have a title match
1: no they're already tag team champions so.
2: well I know I and
1: understand I don't know if you know this, <laughs> the the uh, natural fate of how uh, those matches go is that they would have to lose the God Belts immediately before or after they win the rs defense or lose the yeah
2: RS yeah i just I just. <laughs> here's the problem i want a godly run from aphrodite and i want a godly run from the top trio in queen's quest and i can't have both it's crazy so queen's I'm okay.
1: quest hasn't had the rs belts in it's like years sir Last time they did it was like 20 days or something like that last time they
2: did momo was in the group
1: yeah and they held it literally, i don't think they even defended it successfully once which
2: when you realize momo hasn't been in the group since 2021 it's a long time um and that was like they didn't have they did not hold them in 2021 yeah I um,
1: was early 2020 here's something crazy like yeah, that
2: which is absurd uh did they lose them to ddm
1: oh they did yeah, yeah. they they won them from yeah uh, maybe a weight tie or something like that i don't know but they lost them pretty immediately to ddm
2: speaking of donna del mondo Let's do this. Julia and Sue Suzuki versus Divine Kingdom. Micah and Megan Bay went to a very unshocking 20 minute time limit draw. Um, I enjoyed the match. I think Megan Payne's just gotten so good, and it feels like the perfect time for her to get taken away from us, um, which you know is kind of how it goes. Uh, Micah and Julia continue to tease the potential title match, um, whether it was in the match or post match. Uh Sue Suzuki is still Su Suzuki. I don't think I need to say too much about her other than she's excellent. These, you know, for 20 minutes, they really put out the work that you would hope for from the semi-main event from a show that was very one-match heavy. That's how I felt about it. I thought the effort was great. Um, and then when the draw happened, I was like, all right, let's go. Because remember, there was a time limit that they set for the show. It didn't matter in the end. But originally I'm just like, all right, let's get, get out of here. Goodbye. Let's get Shuri and Mayo here. I want them to have time. Um, and that is, of course, when Julia got on the mic and officially announced that Donna Del Mondo was no more, they officially disband, ending a unprecedented four-year run as the top faction in stardom, uh, to the point where they were essentially the main character of stardom for all four years, whether it was Julia, Micah, Shuri, Ameka, play. I feel like no matter what, at any period, DDM was busy and doing something important in the main picture. And I think this is why some people, are excited, D, uh, Dylan included. Yeah. Um, some people are also upset because of what they were able to do. And here's the thing with me: I was I was upset thinking back to DDM when it was the OG five, right? And they were just so great. My hime Poi obviously were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, ALK was great. I, I was sad thinking of like how that's now completely over. But in the current form of DDM, they either need a massive change or to go away. And going away is the decision they've made, which has a lot of ricochet from it for many reasons. And that's kind of where this conversation brings us to. But before we do that, how did you feel about uh, them Officially ending things. it wasn't shocking, but it definitely was uh I thought maybe they would have saved it for a different show.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I I wanna kinda like stress one thing. Of of the past of the past four years, they have missed three tournament finals. Um and that includes triangle derbies. So and they haven't missed a single single singles tournament final since their creation Mm -hmm. i don't think people get that (laughs) like get the severity of that how insanely dominant they were and how for a time that was kind of very frustrating um yep and so you know i i don't have a lot of love lost for ddm uh a lot of my frustration came in in two places one uh cosmic angels won the war yeah
2: yeah, they sure that did, sucks. didn't they?
1: That sucks. I hate that. Um and two, a lot of movement's gonna happen now, and I don't know if I really want that. And I think
2: a lot of movement was thing. gonna happen anyways. Now yes. this is like
1: huh. now it's like it's like we might need a draft, like need a draft, because I don't know how this all forms naturally. I do think there's we have so gotten, much
2: shit. I think you make a great point, actually. I do think we have gotten to a point where like it does actually feel like a draft's almost necessary because of how many Free people, there are.
1: And a way tie is kind of right now is at the weakest of their powers in the past number of years. I don't see them realistically in the next two months killing a faction. You know, no, they're, they're the only ones that do that.
2: <laughs> I mean, they could, they could kill Club Venus pretty easily. Yeah, um, that wouldn't really be fair. Like, you can just take out Mina and you're all set. Um, yeah. If <laughs> everyone else has been taken out. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird, right? Because it's like, how do we. Get to the next point because there are all the rookies there's Suzuki, there is May Sarah, there is all four of these wrestlers now. Though I think we are starting to see the writing on the wall with Julia, everyone, um, there's a reality that is officially kicked in that I don't believe she will be staying, though there is reason to believe that DDM has um reached its pinnacle one way or the other, right? Like you. Like we were talking about before, that you noted to me, uh, it was all about getting Shuri, Mike, and Julia to the top, and well, they've all been World of Stardom champion, so
1: they all won them at the end of the you know at the biggest shows. Yeah.
2: So there, there wasn't a lot of reason to it anymore, but I I do think that there is going to be a lot of change. I think there is a new faction, obviously, probably coming with Micah leading, if I had to guess. Um, since she is the world of stardom champion, I don't see I don't see her joining a faction. And I think putting um, Hanukkah with Michael would be smart. I do too. I do too. I think there's a lot of interesting routes here. Um, and I think there are, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it as in stardom. Uh, but one of the other notes is that Tecla is heading home. Yes, uh, she will she will not be around for a while. We don't really know how long. Um she said she was going to come back, but
1: she said she's going to come back and challenge for the strong belt. Um,
2: sure, yeah. I mean, she'd be a good strong champion.
1: Yeah, if the belt still exists by then, we'll see.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will Which be a
1: shame because I imagine she'll be gone for longer than two months. So it, it will be a shame that they never really got their match. Uh, seemingly, the her and Julie. I mean, because um, I was thinking, it's like, man, if Julie could stay for like the next six months like give tecla a reasonable amount of time away um yeah. i and this is purely speculation uh somewhat somewhat fan booking i could see tecla come back as a member of Oedo tie and like beat the fuck out of julia and win the belt on Julia's sure. way out you know what i mean like like kind of like really like i don't know i think tecla is probably a heel outside of ddm like ddm is in this weird space where it's like you know it's it's a tweener faction so it's in that weird you know kind of in between I think Tekla uh, her next move is probably as a heel like a, a, a you know to tie tie-esque heel mm-hmm. so I if she comes back within the next two months mm-hmm. uh, then I could see her coming back beating the fuck out of Julia being a heel and winning the belt um, but yeah you know yeah. But- I, I think I think what I, I want to say about modern DDM is that I think they filled their slot uh in that I liked most of the other factions more than them. Uh, yeah. they were more interesting. Absolutely. Uh, but because of that, without them, we're gonna be spread more thin, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know if Hazuki stays in stars.
2: Right like she's
1: someone primed to get moved around somewhere to get shuffled around somewhere uh and and things like that i don't really want to see shuffle like there are areas where i'm cool with like oh that'd be cool like i'd be rocking with that um they can move here they can move there whatever but there are places like that where it's like it's kind of stagnant but not enough to where i want it to be like Mm -hmm. you know completely done away with because there is now this big hole in the in the faction
2: uh economy (laughs) you were obviously on the uh q a show that i did a few weeks ago um and that was someone asked like what changes or do you expect changes and i said yes um and i just i think we have a very busy next few months in figuring out where everyone's placed what makes sense i think there's going to be a lot of movement from other factions to join the likely new Micah faction. Uh, I think Suzu Suzuki is obviously very interesting now because she doesn't have DDM to join. And I don't see her really slotting in to a number two spot at this stage after winning the five star and kind of just being her you own. Julia on her
1: way out, I think, is right. her natural successor. Even though yeah. Micah, like, I think Micah's a different thing entirely. Absolutely. Julia's successor.
2: So there's a lot to unfold here, um, but DDM is officially over, and we'll have to wait and see what's next. I got because... my foot stuck in my chair, so I'm, I'm finagling right now. <laughs> all right, all right. That's...
1: Yeah, all right. it, Just it good does to hear happen. random random noises.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be weird without DDM, and uh, ultimately, yep. I, I, like I said, this kind of spells the end of Julia and stardom. Um, I'm not saying officially, I obviously it's, don't know, but
1: it's everything but official,
2: yeah. Like, ending the group feels like the uh, final where does she go, right? Exactly, like, she's not going to join a faction or make a new one, <laughs> so it's like kind She her. said she wanted to be a lone wolf, yeah. Okay, sure, whatever you want, Julia. Well, I'll, I'll believe you. I'll she's believe
1: just a trend hopper. She saw Suzu succeeding without yeah, having a faction, she's like, said, Oh, I, I, could I do like that.
2: that. Um, I, I I do look forward to these whatever these next few months are because I think uh, it's all all roads lead to Micah and Julia, and then from there we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but let's get to the main event, shall we? Hmm. IWGP Women's Championship match: Mayu Utoni versus Shuri. When Mayu Utani won this title, this was the oh, go cool, go cool, cool. first match I named. I said, this makes the most sense. I, <laughs> I, I I know, I know. And, and you know, considering Shuri had such a quiet 2023, all things considered, her first two shows could have been the more the opposite, which is very exciting, obviously, because when Shuri's going, Stardom's going. And I'm very excited for that. Uh, this match i had high expectations if you see these two on any match card you should have high expectations mm. and i think they have grown in many of their singles matches i i really enjoyed their five-star match last year um yesterday but this was another level this was phenomenal like this i i said it to you before the show this is what people were trying to tell me the julia versus mayu match was from 2022 mm-hmm. back in january because this was nasty and the pace of this match i thought they were getting maybe 10 minutes because of the timing because so i looked at the time they started this match at like it was like 105 And And I was like, damn, we got like 14 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, they're going to have a short match again. And the way they were wrestling, it felt like they were Mm because they were just packing so much in. And I'm like, oh, this is great. was going to be a great 10-minute sprint or whatever. And then they kept going. And then they kept going. And then Mayu, within this match, decided I am going to kill Shuri. And people need to understand that is not something people say. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the the like that it is an insane thing because like it's a it's a bad comparison because obviously just a matter of uh resumes but like imagine imagine john cena just being like okay now i'm gonna kill brock lesnar like actually just yes kill him exactly. with my bare hands it's like that's not like i don't like and it wasn't it, it wasn't even like a uh oh like shuri messed up or something or or shuri. no it was just Mayu like decimating her like it was insane
2: you said it perfectly after the match like it was so brutal that it almost got uncomfortable at times mm-hmm. they had two shoot headbutts in this match that were disgusting
1: my sh- sh- hushed the crowd for, for yep. hers and yep. i was like this sick fuck she is so She's so scary. Like,
2: I, I, say it. Like <laughs> I say it all the time for a reason. Mayu is the greatest. The greatest. Because she, does, she can do so many different layers, right? She can be the great underdog in a great match. But when she goes killer mode, there's no one that touches her. I swear. Like, it is insanity where she was able to go in this match. I have been thinking about this match since it ended. I watched an entire Wrestle Kingdom that included Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada, that included Tetsuya Naito finally getting the roll call, and I have not been able to stop thinking about this match because of how brutal it was, how great it was. It's what I wanted from the IWGP women's title. Everything about it. In this one match, this match went 19 minutes and it didn't feel long at all. Like, because they packed everything in, they did so much. Shuri got her head kicked off, I think, 10 times. Like, I, I was in awe many, many times. And and Mayu just was so in the zone. She won with the uh, Poison Rana off the top, the, the reverse one that she does now.
1: Uh, oh, it, I, I found the name. I found the name.
2: Oh, what was uh, the name? It's the Dragon's Lair. Yeah, so, so such a beast just such a beast yeah like she is the greatest and there's nothing in wrestling for me that is better than a big mayu match especially when it hits like this this is my favorite stardom singles match since i don't i don't even know probably hazuki and saya truthfully like off yeah, the top of my that, head that's like that's probably it I think that's the same realm for me. Very different matches. Very different matches. Obviously, this is this is a lot of the old school Joshi that I think like a lot of newer Stardom fans may not. I'm listen. I'm an, I'm I'm saying this as if I was around for old school Joshi. I wasn't, but I've seen enough old school Joshi to know what that's like. The
1: pacing was like yes. they they went 19 minutes and it was not. Yeah, like I think people call it epics usually, right? Uh, A match that's over fifteen minutes that builds in a very specific way, a very uh, predetermined way, almost that you know exactly how it's gonna. Mm -hmm. This was not that. Like, no. um, At first, you kind of felt like they had like that early going, which they do every single match. It was pretty simple, but then there was an apron spot, and then there was another apron spot, and Mm -hmm. then Mayu just started like having some fire behind her forearms, and it was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is a bit different.
2: Mayu did her toe with like four minutes. Oh the my match god! And I was like, was, oh my god!
1: It they just kept going too. Like it just, it just didn't yeah. stop. Um, you know, I I was thinking about like maybe saving this little anecdote for for Star Quest, but I don't know if I will remember it. I feel like writing it down. Okay. I this this morning, I was I was talking to my mom, and mm-hmm. I was talking about how like like, what the beauty of wrestling is, right? And I I was talking about how it's, like, you know, a lot of people believe, a lot of wrestlers, in fact, believe that it's, like, the beauty of wrestling is, especially Japanese wrestling, is it can move you to the point where you want to better yourself in your life, where it's, like, oh, you see Sonata try so hard, and he finally got his, his, you know, win, but he still struggles, and he's still going to lose here, and he's still going to break down and cry, but you want Sonata to succeed, and his... Like, fire and his determination, Naito's determination, uh, you know, Brian's determination, you know, like, that, like, makes you want to be better in your life. Um, And I think that's beautiful when that is what wrestling does. This match was not that. This match was, you might just fucking die. (laughs) You ever think about that? Yeah. So, sometimes somebody you could be the greatest woman's wrestler of all you could be shuri's level one of the greatest wrestlers in the world period and sometimes you you could be a former a former ufc fighter a, a mixed martial artist a a true legitimate combat athlete and yeah. sometimes you just die (laughs) sometimes it don't matter sometimes you just die and then she missed your opponent who killed you mispronounces the name of the venue and everybody laughs as you Mm. cry and and are in pain (laughs) sometimes life sucks and but but the thing is with my Yui Watani life never sucks unless you're her opponent so I just there was just so much to this match that was just like so it was the opposite of beautiful Right, but that made it beautiful, because I, I, I've I've been calling like Wrestle Kingdom the the last couple matches very beautiful. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think the Despy Roman match had like a, a really beautiful thing to it. Last two matches, obviously, uh, the roll call all that this was like the inverse of that. This was nasty, uh, which is mm-hmm. just as good as beautiful, in my opinion, in wrestling.
2: It's it's just. It was everything I could have asked for and more. Yeah. Truthfully. Uh, and Mayu was like so clear, like so happy when this match was over. And I was like, she knows that she was like, yeah, I should have been on a Tokyo Dome card, you fuckers. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not. And I'm happy. I'm And I'm happy she wasn't because she wasn't getting this amount of time to do this match. Most of the matches on that card didn't get this amount of time. No, no, not. It was a very like fast paced show. Um, I thought this, yeah, this match was fantastic. It's going to be tough for me to like, like anything else the rest of the year in stardom. And that's not a shot at anyone, just how great this was. Like, I don't get, I don't get these Mayu big matches enough anymore. So I, I take them and I enjoy every bit of them when I do, but, uh, truly, truly, truly a phenomenal match. If you haven't seen it, make sure you do when it's up on stardom world. It's, uh. Well worth your time. It's uh it's just the two best doing what they do. And I I Shuri was the underdog for the first time I think I've ever seen her wrestle, which is weird. It's really weird, but I love it. I loved it. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. Uh all right, let's let's move on here. Oh, oh I should probably note this. Stardom announced that they are returning to America. They will be part of WrestleMania week. The show will take place April 4th, 2024 at 3 p.m. Eastern at the uh, the ECW arena, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, 2300? Thank you, yes. The 2300 arena. Their tickets are on sale now if you want to go. Um, I think there's plenty available uh, still. They should be selling pretty well. Uh, up until the event so make sure you get one if you want one TJPW also had their show announced they're part of the collective their show will be taking place at 11 a.m. on Friday so if you're in town if you want to see the two Joshi shows and get out they're they're doing it in a pretty good order you can get out of there at like probably around like 1 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday and avoid all the uh, WWE stuff if you if you would like but uh worth noting those cool to see them go back all right let's get into our last part of the show here 2023 joshi awards we've had a lot of votes a lot of people giving us their votes us me this is my show um there's no one else here um but it's very exciting well you're here but uh (laughs) let let me rephrase there's no one um yeah, there's no one that uh, runs the show other than me. Yeah. So they sent in their votes. Very happy with the turnout. We had 193 as our final total, which is pretty good for a random Joshi thing for a podcast that was behind a Patreon for the past two years and a half. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, so thank you to everyone who did vote. And we are going to announce every single award winner now. Starting with the Rookie of the Year. The candidates were as fault. We had Ayasaka, Riara, Nanoko Seto, Hanoka, Haru Kazashiro, Runa Kubo, Shina Suzuki, Himawari, Wakana Uehara, Toga, Zones, Chichi, Kazuna Tanaka, Azusa Naba, Yazuki, and Hanako. I'm going to do top three for these um, in order. So... Number three coming in with twenty-nine votes, Azusa in Naba.
1: Wow, that was mine. That was my vote. That
2: was mine as well. I should have been top two at least. Uh, she can't, She lost by one vote. Two, Stardom's Hanako coming Whoa. in at number two, which I was actually shocked by.
1: That might be um, that might be a exposure bias, but I I I, I think Hanako's great. I like her.
2: I was, I, I, you know what? I thought Yuzuki was going to get like a very, um, late call because Yuzuki did come in fourth with 25 votes. So Hmm. it almost happened. But, uh, shout out to Hanako and your winner, TJPW's Wakana Uehara. She is the 2020. Oh my God, I just got another response while doing this. How is that possible? It's everything. No. No, it didn't change anything. Actually, it did. It did. Azusa and Hanako are now tied.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they did tie for seconds. So shout out to Azusa and Naba. Wakana Uehara, 24.2% of the vote. Um, I think it's a great pick. She did pick win the TJPW Rookie of the Year. Um, and she has a lot of people supporting her. So good for Wakana, the rookie of the year for the 2023 five star Joshi Awards. Woo! By the way, zones came in fifth, if anyone was wondering. Um with Kazuna Tanaka missing. Who got one. no votes? Who got no votes? I apologize. I know that's like a random that's a good question. Uh Hanoka of Wave got zero votes. Oh, that ain't right. She's good. Ha- like, she's Haru gigantic. Kazashiro got zero votes. Runa Kubo got zero votes. Oh wow. Um
1: the thing is, is that so many of these rookies are so fucking good.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. like
1: all, all of them. Like they probably deserved a vote.
2: Everyone else got votes, yeah. but those are the ones that didn't.
1: Like Anoka definitely deserved votes because she's quite good. Um, but
2: you know, even the got to move person that I've ever seen got one vote. Nope, four, uh, two votes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, international wrestler of the year. It shouldn't come much of a shock, but I'll act like it. Uh, in third place is Megan Bain. With thirteen point nine percent of the vote, in the second place is Mercedes Monet, on uh, her five matches, two that happened in Japan, <laughs> and with a whopping fifty four point with a whopping fifty four point six percent of the vote, Mariah May comfortably takes on the International Wrestler of the Year. So. Yeah. That was uh, one of the one-sided ones that I was not too surprised by, and I felt like it was the layup of the year, truthfully. I I was a little scared after Megan Bain's match with Julia that she gets some uh, recency bias. Yes. But, no fear, I think the right person won there. Everyone did get a vote, though. I think think Megan Bain probably should
1: have been second. Uh, Even though Mercedes had like two of the better matches of yes. the year you know i mean like she yeah. she had the they were great when
2: mercedes wrestled she didn't miss
1: yes so, but you know it was two matches in Japan.
2: <laughs> but I, ha, I i've had to put her just because like yeah my, my wonder you know um all right breakout star this was an interesting one i had no idea where this was gonna go uh, the nom- I'm going to say the nominees. I meant to say the nominees for the last one. The last one for International was Millie McKenzie, Mariah May, Mercedes Monet, Maxine Paylor, and Megan Bain. For Breakout Star, the following were May Sarah, Arisuendo, Magenta, Ayame Sasamore, Mariah May, and Yuri of Gambare Pro. Um, the number three was Arisu Endo with 7.7% 7, 7. of the vote.
1: Oh, this is uh that's a huh.
2: with twenty-six point three percent of the vote, Mariah May comes in second. And with a stunning fifty-six point two percent and the win, May Sarah is the twenty twenty-three breakout star. That was my vote. So I was happy. my vote as well. I uh, think uh
1: she I, I think was too good. I think the thing with the research endo is that if you watch both TJPW and stardom I think yeah. you're gonna pick May Sarah over like because yes. I feel maybe not similarly. I think May Sarah's better, uh, because she's one of the better wrestlers like in the world. <laughs> but yeah. uh I think you will look at them similarly, but I think you will edge towards uh May Sarah, So you Absolutely. know what I mean um Absolutely. so I think I think a lot of the votes that would have gone for Risa Endo if May Sarah just was accidentally left off the ballot, for example, I think yes. you know,
2: uh, <laughs> went to her. Yeah. Um I think you're absolutely right. We have so many different things decided by like one or two votes, by the way. I love so that. That's real. It's crazy. It's real democracy. Uh, next up, Joshi Indy's MVP. The nominees were Sari, Hanako Nakamori, Chihiro Hashimoto, Risa Nakajima, Unagi Sayaka, and Mio Momono. In third place was Chihiro Hashimoto with 7.2% of the vote.
1: I voted for her, and as did Xavier, because she was not in, because the person who should win this is in the MVP voting, uh, and Chihiro was not, so Chihiro needed all the love she she could get, because she's great.
2: Thirty-four point five percent of the vote. This is where you can start to sweat a little bit. Um, Unagi Sayaka. Oh Jesus! Finished in <laughs> second. Yeah, uh, it got a little worrisome at the beginning there. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've been watching this past couple days. It was a little worrisome for a bit, but of course, your winner at forty-seven point four percent of the vote is Saori. Which why was it Michigan vote? TJPW MVP. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna deal with that. This this winner was decided by one vote. Ooh, and it was just decided with the late. Who latest. did I vote? Who did I vote for for TJPW? I don't remember. So the four nominees were Rika Tatsumi, Miyu Yamashita, Mizuki, and Miyu Watanabe.
1: Oh, I know who I voted for.
2: <laughs> Mizuki had twenty five point three percent of the vote. Rika Tatsumi had 27.3% of the vote, and Miu Yamashita wins TJPW MVP, coming in with 27.8. She beat Rika Tatsumi by 0.5.
1: I did not contribute to that because I voted for the other one. Um... Oh, for Miu. Yeah, even though I don't remember a single thing she did last year, Uh she's just good.
2: I I voted for Rika because I thought, she, you know, she was always there. I think I think
1: Mizuki kind of got let down by yeah. the the vibes and the booking. Uh I think she probably would have been that, but she just couldn't. Uh And I think Miyu's the most visible, so it's kind of easy. You know, like like when when I don't really have a wrestler of the year, I kind of default default to azumi because she's my goat you know I'm, like it's kind of like that i feel like with tjpw last year it's like well you know i think there were issues here and there and me is always great so me is always great and she gets the win uh deserving i'm, I'm not saying she's she doesn't deserve it but uh
2: yeah you know. mm-hmm. i, I think me. i i i i'm shocked actually with Yamashita winning, but she is the more popular one. She had the US tour, and of course she ended the year as champion. So I I really I can't fight it. I can't fight it. She uh you know, she always if she's on the show, she delivers. Stardom MVP. Julia Sue Suzuki, Micah, and Natsupoi were the nominations for this one.
1: Uh um, Natsupoi is, is a, a funny little one.
2: I wanted to give someone, I wanted to give a workhorse like, one. Yeah, we're a great one. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And uh, she was the one that I decided on. I, I was between her, Azumi, and uh, who the hell was the other one? Yeah, might have just been those two. I'm not going to lie. Uta- I don't know. Utami, Utami was a weird one Uh, when I considered her. um, But nonetheless, the winner. I'm gonna just I'm gonna start with the winner for now on because you can figure out when it's like four people. Uh the winner of the stardom MVP is Micah at thirty-three percent, with Julia coming in at twenty-six point eight and Suzu Suzuki coming in at twenty-four point two. I was I sure. I I've for Suzu. Um I voted for Suzu as well. And then I gave Micah love, I think in other categories because she was involved in many
1: for me suzu overall was the best wrestler of the year last year um just on a consistency basis she was fucking insane
2: (laughs) yeah
1: um and, and that and that also improves because she had the death matches before stardom you know like and i liked a lot of her later death matches in that series um and she had some wave stuff uh and then once she got, went full time with stardom, she was just, she just didn't stop. And it was great. So mm-hmm. I, I voted Suzu, but you know, I'm not upset.
2: Yeah, Mike, uh, I had a feeling she'd end up getting the win here. But I was a little shocked with Julia getting some more love, truthfully, than Suzu. But <sighs> what's she going to do? She had a lot of titles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying trying to come up with a reason Uh, Joshi Indie Promotion of the Year Sendai Girls, Actress Girls Seedling and Pure J with 45.4% of the vote and the win it was Sendai Girls Uh wiping the competition I was shocked I think I voted for Seedling I think you did too just because I I think like three people voted at once uh, to start it off and you were one of them and I was like I can figure out which one you voted for
1: I don't know like Sendai has the issue of, like, the upload situation, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, uh, by, by the time they upload something from February, it's already, like, September, and I just don't really care at that point, because <laughs> <laughs> then I feel so behind, even though I'm not. And so I I struggle to watch that um, and, like, remember to watch that. I feel like they've had a great year, though, and the Mika win was great. And, yeah, like, I mean, it, I think of the joshi indie companies seedling or sendai probably should have won um just because of them being on that level of like notoriety while also still being good mm-hmm. so you know.
2: uh, actress growth came in with 27.3 percent and seedling with 24.2 so
1: maybe the sole pure j voter uh, pure j got
2: six actually oh, oh.
1: well i yeah i, I figured it was but it was a good yeah, joke. At least a couple, but yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, show of the Year. All-Star Grand Queendom, Triangle Derby 1 Finals, Grand Princess 23, We Are TJPW, 10th Anniversary, and Stardom Dream Queendom 2023. That was mostly added in because everyone was having good vibes after that show. Um, this was not close. With 66% of the vote, it was All-Star Grand Queendom. I don't... Uh don't think I really need to put any other options, truthfully, but I did. I think and I won the
1: Triangle Derby.
2: That's a good show. The Triangle Derby Even though, came like, in last with six. The,
1: Grand Queen was a better wrestling show. Like, But for me, I love trios matches, yeah. and I thought all of the trios matches on that show were great. I thought Hizuki uh, Saya was on that show. That was a it great was. match. Um, maya and
2: julia was too
1: maya and julia i'm pretty sure that was the match the show was fucking i'm pretty sure they had one more of like insane i was me and as well. kid were
2: on that show yeah
1: and like that was one of the weaker is me kid matches but like when you like still that is an insane card yeah. uh and for me you know that's that's a me card as well so i think i've voted mm-hmm. that
2: one uh but yes and then the second place was stardom dream queendom so uh at 19.6 yeah. percent Yeah, Micah walking away with a lot of hardware um, because of what she did. And then Grand Princess 23 uh, came in at 6.7, which was good enough for third. So take that for what you will. Feud of the Year and Story of the Year. These are the two that I've watched change like 75 times uh, because it was a little confusing for some, but I did think there was a difference between Stories and feud because the feuds were Suzuki versus Micah, Queen's Quest versus Waitotai, and Sari versus Arisa Nakajima. Ultimately, and, oh, and then the story of the year was Utami proved her leadership was for Queen's Quest, Micah's journey to become world champion, magical sugar rabbits implode, Sari saves the Indies, and American Joshi projects. Um, and I'll just say this I waited and I waited and I waited, and by what lo- Two votes ultimately. Utami, Queen's Quest, they cleaned up, winning both awards by a matter of three total votes, any combined between the two.
1: It's so interesting. It, so uh, the
2: feud of the year was Queen's Quest versus Waito Tai, which I thought it should have been Suzu and Micah personally.
1: They both had their issues, I would say. Yep. Um, for sure. I think, but I think the thing with with AEW's Queen's Quest is that a lot of their issues as a feud were from last year. Yes, uh, and, and then it, and then it really like like the feud, most of like ninety percent of what the feud was this year from yeah. that feud was great. I would say the Suzu Mika thing kind of got lost in the sauce a few times. It did. Uh, and it may have I, not I,
2: had the right ending either, which. I, right because if everything went right they weren't gonna yeah um title match
1: and and that's the thing is that it's like at at a certain point and this happens with a lot of you just because you know I, I think that a lot of things get kind of dry dragged out in certain ways and uh you yeah. kind of can't see the big picture but at, after that title match where it was uh suzu micah and megan challenging for the rs belts uh and it was just a bad match and then they did the mis- miscommunication stuff after that, I was just like, I don't think I really want to see. Like, I, I yeah, they both look worse. They both just look very annoying right now. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I like neither of them look like interesting. They just both kind of look like crybabies. Who are... it was a tough year for Fute. Yeah,
2: no, definitely. Um, um, which is why uh, there yeah. were only three. <laughs> <But> I do <laughs> think, I do think
1: that the the Queen's Quest of tie probably
2: deserves it on both fronts. Um, yeah, I'm happy that I'm actually happy that they just won both because I do think that they were the most consistent story. Yeah. Um, I just gave it because like Susan and Michael was more traditional feud. Yeah, I get uh, that. While you could argue that the Queen's Quest tie feud was more of just Queen's Quest story, uh, but you needed tie to help tell that. So, and I, I mean, have no
1: problem when you that. look at it, and I've said this before, it's like Queen's Quest and Ouedo-Tai is probably the longest running feud in yes uh in stardom outside outside of mayu versus queen's quest because yeah. obviously a existed before queen's quest but it's not like they have a they had a consistent beef with anybody to this day right. uh right. mayu and queen's quest technically but that kind of died off eventually like they you know yeah uh but Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai is like the longest-held feud that has never cooled down. Even never if, will. Even Oedo Tai Stars has cooled down with the Kagetsu Mayu, Mayu stuff. Yeah, you know, what I mean, at a certain point, like they weren't friends, like as a, as factions, but they weren't like heated rivals who you know hated each other. That's never fully happened with Queen's Quest Oedo Tai. So, uh, it's the longest feud in Stardom history. And I think this is one of the best chapters of it, uh, and that's come from someone who loved the previous chapters of it.
2: And then I'm very happy that obviously uh, the story, because I, I, Stardom has told many great stories. That's one of the greats in that in that summer run, especially. Yeah, totally. I had a nice exclamation point too at the end of the year with the Aphrodite win over XL in by pinning them both, which I also so really liked. Uh, tag team of the year. The nominees were Magenta Team, Two Hundred Kilograms, Free Wi Fi, and Crazy Star. The winner is a Crazy Star of Stardom. Free Wi Fi was doing great. Actually, you know what's funny? Once their announcement happened that they were losing the belts, is when Crazy Star started to take over. Which
1: yeah, is I, weird. A lot of <laughs> people people look at certain awards as like potentials. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it's like I, and I think excuse me i think part of that is like i voted for team 200 kg or no i vote for crazy star but i was between those two teams uh and the reason i would have voted for team 200 kg is because i know they had good matches even though i didn't yeah. get to see a bunch of them you know uh mm-hmm. it's, it's basically based off of an assumption off of a you know uh um you know a presumption i yeah. guess whereas crazy star the the fact was in the Like you just watch any house show of the (laughs) past eight months and And they they are usually the better wrestlers on them.
2: I will say this, um, before we get to the last few awards here, I know some people look at this and be like, wow, stardom won everything. You have to understand what a tough year in it was. It's not been great. It's, uh, it's been tough everywhere. Right? Like I thought TJPW had a really rough year. Um, I thought the Indies had a really rough year. That wasn't named, sorry. Um, which you know, unfortunately, Mio Momono at one point could have been in a lot of these, and they made sure she wasn't. So <laughs> I will uh, defend yeah. that. But uh, Free Wi-Fi did finish second with twenty-eight point four percent, and Team Two Hundred Kilograms came in with twenty-three point two.
1: Which I think. I think, nice. and this is like a really quick thing i know we are running a bit long uh i think crazy star knock on wood this doesn't happen but i think they will earn the distinction uh alongside a oz and a well can't say that one yet alongside yeah. a oz as yes. one of the best tag teams to never win the guys belts in star Wars. i think
2: you're absolutely right um,
1: because i fear that they don't that they probably are going to get split within the year um which sucks cuz again they are they were one of the best tag teams in the world this past year mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think they win the the guys before them. Yeah. So I I definitely think they will go down as one of those tag teams because they are so good together.
2: It was a weird like, year. The for... God League
1: was rough, and they were like a bright spot in an, mm-hmm. of of the two uh, blocks. They were in the bad block, and they yeah. still were the MVP. had a crazy match with Sayida and Hanako. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. who does that? <laughs> like, that's insane.
2: It's true. Uh, I, I think with them, uh, they absolutely deserve it. And it was also a weird year overall for tag team wrestling. Yes. So it was kind of like fitting that the people that just were consistent won this time around, and you could see them. And now,
1: with all that being said, if Seven Up was around even a little bit more, I they would, they would.
2: Yeah, uh, they we weren't were around long good. enough to for me to nominate them. I almost no, totally because I was only giving one stardom team and. They just they they stopped after April and then they didn't come back until like the last day of the year. Yeah, even if they
1: just did like a couple of like trios throughout the year and, you know, maybe, you know, not even a one. I still think they probably could have
2: won literally more than they think that like just a little pretty much Uh, (laughs) a little more consistency, maybe. Uh, But let's get to match of the year. The matches were as follows: Saika Matani versus Hazuki, Mizuki versus Maki Ito, Queen's Quest versus Waitotai in the Steel Cage, Arisa Nakajima versus Shari. Miyu Yamashita, Yuka Sakazaki, Rika Tatsumi, Mizuki, Shoko Nakajima versus Miyu Watanabe, Suzume, Yuki Rai, Arisu Endo, and Moka Miyamoto from We Are TJPW. That was a lot. Um, Again, this should not come as a surprise to anyone with 55.7% of the vote. Queen's Quest versus Tai in a steel cage is your winner. Uh, second place was 18.6% for saya Kamatani versus Suzuki. And then third place at 16.5% with Arisa Nakajima versus Sari.
1: Those are all in my top five, I believe. So, uh, I mean, like, shit, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, to me, it was
2: like the obvious top three. In
1: fact, those were my top four with Swerver's Hangman. Uh, that, <laughs> that's that's it.
2: <laughs> that's funny. That's very funny.
1: Um, that's like, yeah, I mean, the cage match, as, as I was saying earlier, it's like there. there's one thing to continue this longest feud in stardom history. There's yeah. another thing to do it and have one of the greatest cage matches I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And, and one of the better stories I, and you're, they already got the award for that, you know, and they already got the award for the feud, but the match itself was just so beautifully done yeah. with the high paced action mixed with the story of Utami consistently helping her, her mm-hmm. teammates out being there for them. And like, she hadn't been for months before that, you know what I mean? Uh, it was just a beautiful match, you know, it was, it was tremendous.
2: It really was. It's uh, it, it was it was as perfect as a match can be for me. Yeah, exactly. uh, wouldn't change a thing about it.
1: Only only ten out of ten I've given uh, in twenty
2: twenty three. That's true. I think it's very deserving. Uh, it was my match of the year for twenty twenty three, as it was for many. Um, clearly, fifty five point seven percent would say so. Uh, but even just in all of wrestling, I should say. And then let's get to Wrestler of the Year, the final big award. This one, I. Honestly, didn't know who was going to win, uh, but we now have our answer. In third place was Suzu Suzuki at twenty point six percent, so gets a lot of respect in the Wrestler of the Year uh, respect, despite losing the um, <laughs> Stardom MVP, coming in third. Um, I'm kind of scared what would have happened if I put Julia here, but okay. Uh, oh, I went. I meant to go through the nominees. My apologies, Micah Suzuki, Rika Tatsumi, Mizuki, Sari, and Sayori. I know. Uh, in second place was Sari at 23.7 percent. Um, obviously, a great year. I think she is if she's around that first half or first few months. Um, I think this is, I think she's taking this home, truthfully. Um, and the, the wrestler of the year for the 2023 five-star Joshi Awards is your world of stardom champion, Micah.
1: Again, deserved. You know, I, I think, I, I already said with stardom, I think, I think Suzu had a more consistent year of just high, yeah. highs. I But I think Micah, and this has been the case since I've been keeping track, Micah is so insanely consistent, just, yes. you know, in the small-time stuff, right? Yeah uh that it's very easy for her to kind of just I think this where she finally got a big spot was exactly the year she would be an MVP, right? Yeah. So I feel like she she's usually in the Ano spot, right? The Seriano spot in she this, really is, yeah in, in this specific award category in this, you know, uh where it's like Ano was great all the time, yeah. but she never really had that like one performance. Like Asari mm-hmm. Arisa Nakajima. You know, like she didn't have that. Uh, yep. She was just consistently great everywhere she went, pretty much. Uh, she even made some Ozaki Goon matches, pretty fun. Like that's that's a that's a good you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard that's to do precious. sometimes, but you know, she she can do it. Uh, I think Mikey usually falls into the last slot. Her the the GP final and everything since then, yeah. I think really made it. So like, this is the year that she would get the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, if she has a great year in the next year, then shit, I'm happy. Uh, and she. really... Like, <laughs> transforms who she is into being that main event player and not yeah. just being that great hand consistency god and she becomes that like you know utami rival she was always meant to be mm-hmm. shit you know uh, I'll be happy with that but we also got saya back in the fold yes, now yes so. but but if she returns back to just being what Micah has been that's also it's, great it's, she's a consistency monster like I said
2: Yeah. I, I will say that my Micah was in my top three for Women's Wrestler of the Year, so I am perfectly happy with this. And if you take into account the non-in-ring aspect, um, I definitely see why she would win just with the uh Micah, ma- the, the Micah match, the the Jamaica match, the tag title match earlier in the year, and then ultimately the story that led us to her winning the title. I think it's hard to fight that in any which way, but uh. That is the Joshi Awards for 2023. Mike is your Wrestler of the Year. Uh, Queen's Quest and Waotai get Match of the Year and so on and so forth. Um, I'll be putting those out on Twitter probably by the time this is officially out, but I'm happy happy for everyone that voted and thank you so much. But let's finish the show now with some 2024 predictions for the year. Uh, I like to do these again to see if I can get some rights. It's, it's something I actually believe um, that will happen. Uh, last year, the only one I can remember is that I predicted that Azumi would get a Wonder of Stardom um, title match. That was instead a strong title match, meaning I'm still wrong. But <sighs> I thought she was ready to get that big match finally. They disagreed with me, and here we are. So Tough tough for uh tough for the one prediction i could remember i definitely did get some things oh actually i remember my other one which i nailed i said that suzu suzuki would sign with Stardom. oh yeah you just that. so i feel like that's a pretty good one to get right uh so i'll 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 go i was hoping i was hoping you were wrong because i
1: love suzu and death matches but (laughs) as as the year ended uh i'm pretty happy i just really wish they would give me suzu in a. hardcore match at some point ever uh yeah get, get, she's she's get one of Daniel the Yoko. best plunder wow. wrestlers she's one of the best plunder wrestlers and she is like on the on the shows that have hardcore matches she's not in hardcore
2: matches how, how do that money how look good baby oh that money look good uh um, yeah i get it uh so i'm gonna i'll do one and then dylan if you have any you want to say feel free i'll write them down i'll let you know if you're right or wrong this time next year um But my, it's funny, because my original predictions that I had involved DDM. They threw that one up on me, so I appreciate that. But my first one will be, I predict, this should be obvious, but just got to say it because I think some people are still learning. I do predict that Julia leaves and signs with WWE. Getting that out there. Um, Just there's too much smoke now. I did have that originally before DDM broke up. And then I also had a DDM would probably either disband. Uh, I had DDM disbanding um, or Micah taking over as, or no, no, not Micah, Suzu taking over as leader, but I never got to that point. So it doesn't matter. Uh, They made sure I never had to make that decision, um, which I probably would have went with Suzu truthfully taking over. Um, because I saw her as the heir apparent to Julia, like we talked about earlier. Uh, but it's okay. I'm going to go Julia WWE, uh, as my first one, which is kind of obvious, kind of a layup. But I feel like if I say it, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, like, yeah. maybe it'll be like that mean,
1: that's weird. That's why I'm not saying anything about Cinderella this year. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, no, I'm not predicting that stupid <laughs> thing this year. I already, I've already, i said it on every podcast. There's not a chance. But I will predict the five-star Grand Prix, and I do predict that <laughs> Sayakamitani gets that win this year and goes on to main event Stardom dream, Queendom. Uh, which, funny enough, I was feeling that vibe way before the tournament last year. Um, I feel like after the Wonder, you give her time to stay away from the spotlight and then you get her back heated up and ultimately it has worked out in that way and I do predict that she will get that rather than her beating Micah at like the Boontai show or something I think they're willing to wait until Dream Queendom at the end of 2024 Dylan give a a prediction I I have one Uh, one of the non
1: grandfathered factions will also disband beyond EDM Ah, uh, meaning okay. meaning not Queen's Quest, not of Time, not Stars. Uh, perhaps a God's Eye, perhaps a a Cosmic Angels, probably Club
2: Venus, <laughs>
1: like yeah. almost definitely Club Venus. But it's a uh, good.
2: It's a good bet.
1: I think it's one. Of, I think it's one of those three that will uh, disband or completely like rechain like. Maybe, maybe like Suzu, and this is like yeah. crazy. Maybe Suzu joins Club Venus and is just like, "This isn't Club Venus anymore. Yep. <laughs> We're changing the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it, I think it you're right completely.
2: Um, um, I think you're definitely gonna be right though. And then, uh, I don't want to do
1: a complicated one, but it is. kind of You could save it.
2: I'll, I'll do another one, and then I'll come back to you if you wanna. We'll go back and forth. Okay, you have it. Good.
1: I don't think Aphrodite surpasses the uh, the record of combining yeah, yeah, yeah. defenses, but I do think that they, that like, I'm trying to think of like what wording to use. I yep. think they probably get past five defenses in this round. fast yeah. um, five or Good six. Good number. Yeah, let's go five. Because uh, I was going to say they'd probably hit like the uh, like second or third best but you know what, actually this one, this one, this one, this one's a bit okay. a bit more ballsy. Uh, Utami All will right. surpass her last uh, tag, Gaza Storm tag team run, which was six defenses. So she will either okay. hit or surpass six defenses with Aphrodite, because like she got that. six with uh, Momo back yeah. in the day. And I think I like she'll that.
2: hit that or, or get past it. My big thing also with these, uh, I try to predict every tournament. Uh, but I decided that Cinderella is not getting that treatment this year just so I don't jinx anyone uh, <laughs> just because of last year and how that went. But I think uh, yours is good. I think Utami surpassing the last reign is definitely um, a bull, but very possible, and I would love to see it. So I think that's good. Uh, my next prediction is that Maki Ito officially leaves TJPW.
1: Graduates or
2: dips? graduates. Okay. I think uh,
1: like she's going to do it amicably or
2: just say fuck you. No, no. Well, she's, she's pretty much. Well, she'll back. say that. She Yeah, she will play. say that actually. Uh, no, I think she does leave TJPW this year. I think we are getting closer and closer to her being AGCW. I think she is already. Um, and by the end of the year, I'm going to see what how many more matches she has in one than the other. I think she's still... I think she still had more matches in TGPW this year, somehow, um, which is shocking to me. Uh, She did. She had 35 compared to 25. I think she wrestles in more GCW, and I think there's a great chance that she graduates uh, by year's end, Uh, which, you know, I think they would probably not be too shocked by. I will also predict for TJVW that a first time ever princess of princess champion will be crowned um which you know is bold <laughs> usually <laughs> with that company uh so that means no Rika, no Shoko, no William Masters already champion like it's going to be a brand new champ- no Mizuki again is going to be a brand new champion i would say Miyu Watanabe but i'm not um, i'm not bold enough to uh name names here um that that that's for someone else they can they can do that um i predict that hana will challenge for the wonder of stardom championship this year because that was kind of where i was with Azumi last year going this time with Hanan, i think she is very ready for the big shot i'm sure you agree with me on that yeah. dylan
1: I, but, I do i i think she might go for and this isn't a prediction i think i think she might go for the tag titles though uh, yeah, I, think, I do too, but I I'm think hoping. her and Mayu probably go for a challenge there. I,
2: I gotta get a little I gotta get a little ballsy here. You yeah, know, no, I need I, I need her yeah, to so. get a big match. She's ready. Like um I need that, you know.
1: I am going to go with a, a indie one, but also a very one that even I am just like this might be this is definitely cope. Uh okay. I think Itsuke Aoki will win a singles title this year
2: okay there's somewhere go. There. that could be somewhere
1: I, I i don't think she's ever won a singles title I think she's exclusively won tag titles uh yeah. I, I think i think she is perfect for the wave title especially mm-hmm. now that you can be as it's not like it's like uh difficult yeah like you like that is wave's decision you know i mean it's right, not right, so right. much when venny holds the belt it's like okay well what's best for venny sure <laughs> you know what i mean uh Whereas when Yuki Miyazaki holds a belt, she is like a high brass of of wave, so she could lose the belt to pretty Absolutely. much anyone. You know, uh, same with when when Hiroto wins the belt, she could lose it to pretty much anyone. So I think, Absolutely. and I hope that Tsukiyoki wins the singles belt
2: this year. God, that would be nice, wouldn't it? A new champion, like a new person, winning something. What exactly. a what a wild idea! will not get my hopes up. Um, I won't go, but, but
1: if it happens, I'm going to be going insane.
2: if it happens, you can take a victory lap. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't, we'll act like we never said it. Um, okay. And then uh, let's see. I usually do like two more. I'll do an indie one. I think Sari. Wins another singles title. (laughs) I think Sendai Girls is very much a possibility this year, but um, I I kind of had that one locked in. I won't go as far as saying she wrestles in stardom just because I don't want to jinx it. Uh, (laughs) You know, like that's that's one I desperately want. But uh,
1: man, after today, after after last night with with uh, Mayu, like that match just continues to get more and more like
2: necessary. mm -hmm. Yeah, soon Maya's just gonna be like, "Hey, what, what are we waiting for here?" You know. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's what we get. I I think that's uh that's a good one. And then, um, I wanted to have one more for Stardom, um, uh, but I'm I'm between. I think I
1: have one more for Stardom. Okay, good. I'm gonna manifest this. I think.
2: All right.
1: All right. will win the white belt this year
2: oh no um
1: <laughs> uh, gotta happen the buster can't be a buster forever man
2: <laughs> um if I, I want an easy one i'll just take my layup. up not the white belt this year um which could never happen maybe they have someone else for sayori but i just feel like uh
1: i feel like it's Natsupoy or azumi and azumi's cope from me you know what I mean? yeah
2: yeah we all gotta have cope you know um i i think that's damn related one no no because there's only one that i would say and i'm not gonna say it i don't need people coming at me
1: yeah you uh, don't want to you don't want to have that juju on
2: you <laughs> no 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 no, no no uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it that way i was gonna say like someone big leaves their faction but i don't want that either so yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna stick here i was gonna do cinderella but for fun uh, but I really have no clue. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, MRI it's not, it's probably not spoil. You would think so, <laughs> but you never I, really know.
1: I'm fine with saying that because if it doesn't happen, I'm cooling, bro. I, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> Mariah Hey Anyone?
1: That'd be the funniest possible uh, yeah, outcome. I've, I've been saying this. Would. That would be uh, the funniest possible
2: outcome. Oh, actually, I did have one more. I did have one more. I remember the one I had. Noah introduces a woman's title by the end of the year. That was my little kind of bolder one because I know how they feel about it and they kind of want a division of their own. But I think, you know, kind of the investment they've put in, I think they would be happily willing to give it to Nozaki at this point Um, or if they stay with the great Sakuya. But I think Nozaki could be a possibility. I was trying to – oh, I think Nozaki will wrestle at Stardom too, but I'm not going to include that yeah, um, it's fine you know because i, trying I to think, guess freelancers wrestling in this company yeah. are.
1: <laughs> i think it's interesting i think if noah and all japan like collaborated on their women's division i think they would kill it they, you know they, what i mean? mean like i think i think that they both have like the missing parts of the other person of the other uh companies right.
2: there's that one way sense. to do that shuji ishikawa time to go to noah buddy <laughs>
1: oh yeah that would be evil girls because is not he still
2: okay. in charge of that yeah yeah i think they're still separated from all japan clearly based off the actress girl stuff uh but that's it that is it for this episode uh dylan where can people find you
1: um find me on twitter at xx where i tweet about a lot of wrestling and randomly about other pieces of media because i am a a a freak and whatnot um and find me on storm quest usually every thursday uh, we've been doing different days of the week because uh, Starom schedule is kind of dumb. But as things kind of simmer back down and we get back to the weekend shows, uh, we will be doing that. Will be coming out every single Thursday, for the most part. And yeah, on the Five Star Network, um, yeah, go check it out. It, it's a it's a fun time. Hear me rant and and all that a lot more. Uh, you'll next week you'll hear Alex cry about DDM. Uh, that's that's actually gonna happen i i think and yeah it's you know oh and w- watch listen to the no limit wrestling show as well on youtube it's on the five star network as well so
2: yeah there we go get all the plugs in there uh listen to Star road podcast you can see our tier list for the 2023 roster if you look at it without knowing why we put pleat bull in their places you'll maybe get mad at us uh but if you actually listen to the whole episode you'll get it that's up on youtube as well as anywhere you get your podcasts my dog is starting to whine so i'm not going to do the rest of my plugs follow me at scotty wrestling on twitter slash x and otherwise until next time for dylan this was the five star do show on the fight game media network we'll see ya bye-bye